Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 19th of October 2014. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm even more coffee and sniffy than usual. I think and I may have actually got slightly an actual cough rather than just my normal thing. And Robert Kemp. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> an actual cough. this week. It was an actual <laughs> word that came out of Rob's mouth. <laughs> an actual word and an actual cough um, excuse, but sans any kind of cough. In fact, I didn't even notice you coughing in your usual preparatory manner before we started recording. Really? Really? Because I did like a lot. Yeah, oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was <laughs> getting a drink or something. Are you just attuned to like just not noticing that Zach coughs all the time now? It's just like, it's just part of the ambiance. Yep. Well, maybe. Zach's coughing's not as bad as my sniffing, probably. Well, my sniffing might be bad today. Okay. No, Dan's sniffing's only worse because his mic picks it up better. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. I need some kind of sneeze guard thing or sniff guard. <laughs> you, you, you can't. That doesn't really help, does it? You get those DSs, I suppose, but or yeah. you know, the spit guards, or whatever they are. But... Yeah, I just have a dynamic mic, and it's just got the little wind resistor on it but it's not i don't think it's meant to actually stop popping or anything i think it does help but it's not pop guard that's it yeah yeah pop guard that's, that's the one. proper name yeah yeah i don't know to if stop help. all those lady gargas from invading your microwave wait my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Just that's exactly what they're for all parade of lady gargas all the different <laughs> like meat dresses and stuff ready to be microwaved all Marching in and invading. Oh man, I, meant my, I so meant microphone, but I don't know what happened. You so meant it. I so meant it. I meant it hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so pop stars can't theoretically use your microphone then if they have a pop guard on it. No, I've got I pop think probably all microphones that pop stars do use have pop guards on them because they actually have proper microphones. Oh man, someone needs to invent a better pop guard. Not pop guard, it's a pop filter. That's why I think they're called. It filters the pop, but in an unspecified way. It doesn't, you <laughs> don't know what kind of filtering it is. It's not filtering it out. Oh, no, Apparently it's, not. The, it's an inclusive filter. It's like there's nothing but pop. <laughs> <laughs> Only lets pop through. Okay, so it doesn't actually pick up any other kind of sound apart from pop music. <laughs> that would be actually really helpful, I imagine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Be It'd be, be good if you like had a... That's what you need on your iPhone, isn't it? Or like if you have like noise cancelling headphones. On your iPhone, that'd be pop. terrible. Trying to make a phone call to people. The only way you can communicate <laughs> is by playing different pop songs out no, there. I mean, oh, I mean, I meant when you're on the music app. Oh, uh, right. But you activate the pop filter on the music app and then you can't play any metal because it gets yeah. filtered out. Why would you exactly. want that? <laughs> it would be great if it converted it like Fantasia uh, style into a different genre. <laughs> so you'd be listening cool. to it. <laughs> Or it would be like like some kind of Spotify recommendation service, and it's like, well, I like Metallica, but I wish it was a lot more like Jamie Cullum. <laughs> or what if Ollie Murs sang System of a Down? It's always about taking like heavy metal music and converting it into some lighter Cheat. variant like well obviously um lounge or whatever like richard cheese but i've got yeah. some friends from university who are doing that but they're a trio uh of girls doing you know singing in harmony doing lounge covers of and they just they of limp biscuit and the latest one is corn i think good choice they actually opened for limp biscuit <laughs> they're really yeah 
Wow, they're, called nice. the la- they're called the Lounge Kittens. Check them out, I guess. <laughs> Name's Jenny. She's a nice girl. That's amazing. But you never get... It- well, no, you do get the other way around, though, don't you? What am I talking about? You do oh, get yeah, you t- you like metal, metal people doing, yeah, ten, doing... Ten Masked Men is a good example, where they yeah. did sweet like chocolate in like, thrash. <laughs> Who was the one that did Spandau sweet Ballet Gold chocolate. in, in oh, like, man. screamy mode? That oh, I can't ever. Yeah. The thing is, that only oh. works if you know the original song, but they all do, I suppose. Almost believe in your soul. Okay, <laughs> um, I got, I got um, introduced to Van Kento um, by a good mate of mine, uh, which basically they do metal songs, but it's all a cappella. Right. People going, doing, they, they, they don't like change the style, but they just a cappella the metal. Like, so it's like all the, they use their voices to do all the guitars and stuff. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see. So you keep you keep all the instrumentation, but it's just all done vocally. Done with people's voices. Yeah, I think the only thing they they do keep is uh, drums. They'll keep a drum kit, right? But everything else is a uh, is vocal. Do they do like weedly weedly meedly guitars there? So like, <laughs> yeah, they tweedly and meedly, isn't it? Tweedly and meedly, or is it squeedly? Oh, Squeedly, Squeedly. yeah, I think you're right. Squeedly and Meadly. Squeedly wins. (laughs) That was great when they put that into, uh, from Strong Bad into, uh, what was it, Guitar Hero 2? Guitar Hero 2, yeah. Yeah. I I recently put that back on my phone just to (laughs) come up in the car occasionally. What, the Strong Bad CD? Oh, no, 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 just just Trogdor. Just Trogdor, okay. Trogdor! This is awesome. Well, they did say they were back, um, and they did have a new song, so... Um, I still haven't checked that out. That's, that's as much as there's been, of course, I still, so have, I still haven't gone back to it since... Uh, it's like, been like well, they said there'd be a Halloween thing. thing. Mm. Yes, I guess that's yeah. true. They that's haven't true. got to but that point said, yet. And normally the Halloween ones are, were always bigger than the average, I guess. So if they're making a grand true. comeback, they might <laughs> want to make it even bigger still. Mm. Yes, or maybe not. <laughs> Well, they had to do costumes for every character, didn't they? There's a strong bad reference in Guacamole. <laughs> of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best fit. It's, it's like a perfect fit for Guacamole yeah. because he's exactly. already a wrestler. <laughs> exactly. And there's a reference to most things in Guacamole to me. <laughs> in fact, yeah, in fairness, there's, there's quite a few. Yeah. The, 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 the spy meme is in there, isn't it? I believe. With all the cigarettes in the mouth. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, yeah. Oh, Mental gentleman. Oh, I'm not sure I spot that one. Oh. <laughs> I believe yeah. that's in there. <laughs> that's a classic. I was going through watching all the Meet the Meet the Class videos the other day. It's still classic. They got they got really over the top though. Yeah. I guess that's how it how it how it works though. But the the earlier ones, the short ones, they're still really good. Yeah, they're okay. The problem is, is, I think they've sort of been overshadowed somewhat. Is a little yeah. problem. Like the 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 ones that they've made now have got such I don't know good comedic value that you know the, oh. the shorter ones don't quite pull you in. Too far. Why are we talking about this again? We already discussed this situation that I don't like Meet the Pyro nearly as much as all the other ones. Um, yeah, yeah, Meet Meet me, the Pyro is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's 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 one of those ones where once you've watched it once, it doesn't work as well as the others. Like unlike Meet the Spy or. I think Meet the Demo Man is the worst one. Really yeah, that is definitely the worst. 
doesn't I was work wondering what 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 would meet the demo man look like if they did it now, like after all the demo pan business. Do you think his character would be different? Because his character's quite weak compared to the other characters. Yeah, or well, his character's just a, a weird stereotype, isn't it? It's just yeah, but he's Scottish, Scottish drunk person who just happens to be black. Yeah, he's like he's like every token they could have put into the game. It's like all rolled into one. <laughs> Right, the, the three very famous token characters you have, black, Scottish, and drunk. <laughs> all, all media. It's true of The Simpsons, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think they really, I don't think most of them count as tokens in, in The Simpsons even at this point, because they well, pretty much use them all. everyone's <laughs> drunk in The Simpsons. But... Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you're right. It just seemed like they ran out of ideas almost with Demi Man. It's just like, what have we got left? <laughs> well, it's because uh, you could say this sort of at the time there wasn't anything to it. Yeah. Like, all of those, all of the old ones, it's just like it's, they hadn't it made ridiculous other extra fiction by that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Because like, <laughs> yeah. the soldier's pretty weak as well. If you like. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. Hey, it works. Doesn't... But the soldier as a character is kind of, you know, just cliche down the you know straight down the middle what you'd expect when well, he gets better in the in the other stuff later it's like, yeah he does they made him better but they haven't made well, they, the they, didn't really, man better, well, they didn't really change that much about the soldier it's just like no but his, they, they somehow the fact that his character was interacting more with the, the other, other characters people, yeah. makes it work so that's why that one that's why i guess those early ones are kind of poofy because it's just the one dude yeah most yeah of the monologuing or well, except for meet the sniper which is still kind of a monologue isn't it but that one somehow works well that was like the first one where it started to change mm. yeah, yeah you're probably right. the first yeah. more dramatic one and he's like talking to his parents and stuff on the phone and stuff the yeah so what was the um the miss the ridiculous miss polly thing was that like fan made and then which one the Oh, there's been more than one now? Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, there was the big, ridiculous, like, super long one they did. There wasn't a meet the video. Well, you mean was... they've done several of those, yes. Have they? I've only seen the one where the scout is trying to, like, impress. So that's, like, the second one of that sort of series-ish. Oh, man, I didn't realise there was two others. Wait, how, have you not seen... I mean, there's all the other extra ones as well that sort of all mash into the same story, like the Man vs. Machine one and the... <laughs> I don't think I've seen those. Oh, they passed me. Oh, I'm missing out. There's a world I didn't know there was just... one. Is there They're one not... beyond the uh, mutating bread one then? I thought that was the latest well, There's like one. the one that sort of pre precedes that one, sort of. That also, I can't, I think there's, because they ha- they've introduced, they also have the comics, obviously, that introduce those characters as well. Right. Like Miss Polly and all that stuff. Mm. And expand on the Man vs. Machine backstory and all that crap. <laughs> Not that I've read those, but, you know, it's good. <laughs> well, apparently, you haven't. <laughs> well, I didn't realize, well, yeah, I, didn't realize, I totally didn't know there was other videos. There was even a video that I hadn't seen that somehow slipped fast, which was like, I don't know when it came out. I think it was in, like, one of the one of the updates to Man vs. Machine, which obviously I didn't really care about, so maybe that's why I didn't see it. But it was like, I'm not sure if it was in- intended to be, like, 
a canonical explanation of like respawns or whether that was just some weird thing they were doing for this one man versus machine thing. Right. Because it's like they, the medic has devised a weird device that everyone carries with them and then when they explain they kind of just like reform but just where they are. <laughs> it's oh, like right. that's it's not it. exactly how respawning works but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they are trying to figure that out in some way. Because they try, they try and stay clear of like there being uh, like the two teams facing off against each other, don't they? In those videos, probably somewhat well, not wisely. Really. I mean, they yeah. they focus mainly on one team, and then the other team occasionally has a some small element in it. They they very well. They they try and stay away from having two characters of the same class well, yeah, on the opposing teams. You know, what I mean, they don't like have two soldiers turn up, or they don't have two. Um, two scouts could, although two scouts conversing with each other could be pretty funny. Mm. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you gotta love the scout. That's another very early. That's probably one of the earliest ones, isn't it? Meet the scout. That one's. Well, I mean, yeah, meet the scout actually still kind of holds up though. Mm. Well, it's because he. It's because the scout's just awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and it is like a little bit of interaction with the heavy, of course. Yeah, That's the yeah. Part. Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> if you were from where I was from, you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> where is he meant to be from? The Bronx or something? Yeah, he's Boston, isn't it? Because of the Boston. Oh yeah, Boston. Yeah. yeah, Boston. Yeah, that makes more sense. Oh yeah, what's what's the dodgy area of Boston or whatever? Like from The Departed and all that. Don't know. Never actually seen that film. Kind of was Southie, to. isn't it? Southie. I don't or know how you pronounce it. Northy. <laughs> yeah, presumably. The south side is called Southie. Okay. <laughs> I believe. Maybe wrong. No. I don't know. I don't really. I, as we were just, Zach and I were discussing earlier, geography has never been my strong point. <laughs> Why were you discussing that? Well, we were watching some dumb quiz show, oh, and right. it was like categories about, about like you know different elements, like history and English and geography, and uh, they always left geography until last. And I was like, why is everyone so bad at geography? I, I find it much easier to guess or answer a geography question than I would a history question. <laughs> Not that I was particularly good at history or anything. No, that's another that's another area. History and geography, just I totally suck at. But it's like you can almost guess geography questions because it's it's a one of those like more logical subjects, whereas history is just like fact retention. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess, I, I, sometimes at least, there's like there oh, are a yeah. few where they like talking about like what is the biggest of these or something, and that does require you to sort of no, yeah, yeah, at least know a little. Bit. Or if they go into like the those sort of. The areas of geography I never really liked, like where they're talking about demographics and stuff like that, or like social geography or whatever. Whatever. What's the term like when they're talking about like cities and populations and human like, geography or something? Yeah, as, as soon as people get involved, geography just gets just becomes bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff non-human based geography to be into. Surely, that's what geography really is, though, isn't it? Yeah, study it. Well, no, geo. It's like study of the world, isn't it? But I guess yeah, I the world includes humans. But I mean, study of the world includes like all life and animals and stuff as well. So surely but biology then, like, is like practically. Geo like, means is it? Geo means like literally rocks. Or yeah. Like but that would be geology, wouldn't it? Is rocks, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. that's why it's like it's 
the difference between the actual physical rocks and the way the rocks are arranged. If we were, trans- <laughs> if we were translating it in the way you just described, sure, geology is just worldology. <laughs> like, which again should encompass everything. But I don't know. I, I, well, I, I, let's- like human sci- human science or whatever, human geography or whatever, it should be like a completely separate thing to me because it's like because <laughs> geography is like a, it's like the natural human divide, isn't it? Like natural stuff is geography and some crazy social shit that we've come up with in our behaviours since then. It's just kind of separate. But just look at the difference. I don't <laughs> think there's that. Like, in terms of the actual meaning of the words, I, don't, I think you're right. I think they practically mean the same thing, which doesn't make sense. It says that geography is from the Greek uh, geography or whatever, which is literally means earth description, because I think the geo does mean earth. So fear must be description right whereas geology it geo is earth and ology is study of study of yeah so they mean the same damn thing well, that's what i was just saying wasn't it? <laughs> it's like geology is like what the rocks are made of and geography is just where the rocks are <laughs> <laughs> yeah they mean, uh, they mean that space. Still holds up. <laughs> maybe you should be a geologist then rob like, well, I mean, I could, but, you know, that doesn't mean I find that interesting either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's like, when humans are involved, it's bullshit. But when they're not involved, then it's just not interesting either. It's just boring. Well, yeah, it's just it's boring, yeah. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean I think it's bullshit. It's just that it just probably bore me to tears. Like, it's the difference between boring, boring stuff boring. and boring I'm bullshit, do, which is even worse. Either. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's that's what you do if you were doing geology, isn't it? You'd have to occasionally bore. <laughs> I expect you would. <laughs> bore into your own skull. <laughs> but I was only watching that show because it looked terrible. <laughs> well, that is the classical reason so, to watch any dumb quiz show. It's this like before? bullshit, let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you heard of this before, Dan? It's called Tipping Point. No, and Zach may have brought it up briefly. Yeah, on the I cast told you about this ages ago. ago. Yeah. like it was. I caught it one afternoon, but now apparently you can watch it in the evening as well. Well, right. yeah, it was just it was just. Well, I guess it's a weekend thing, and it was the celebrity version yeah, of it. And um, but yeah, basically, you know, like two p pusher machines. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, like that's like you would see it, Felix. Don't it <laughs> in arcades. Yeah, um, it's basically that. Just with jumbo coins and quiz questions and to quiz. determine how many coins you get. <laughs> yeah. So, are you more likely for them to actually fall than in those two P machines? Yes, the, the like the distance between of the shelves is really short, and right. there's no outlines, so the, like the coins just can't go into oblivion. I see. So you always win if they fall off. Yeah, I mean, you know, theoretically, what you put in should come out theoretically, <laughs> yeah. but. Unless you suck, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So is there skill to the placement of the coins, or do you just drop oh, them in? To a point. I mean, they have, like, four drop zones, and you pick, which are, like, just even segments across the across the machine, and you get to pick which of those you drop in. And okay. you, you do still get a button in front of the player, so you can choose when to drop. But there's a hell of a delay between you pressing the button and it appearing in the machine. So, you know, you've got to try and... Time it. Yeah. The, the Your timing is tested. Hmm. But ultimately, it is just a pusher. You know, it's exactly the same. And, and so you have to answer somehow made a dumb geography questions to you in order to 
or whatever. Well, yeah, in, in the final, yeah, like you get a choice of like a list of categories and you can choose how difficult you want the ca- the, the question mm-hmm. to be in that category. But only allowed one question per category and that's how they gate your turns, I suppose. Um, but yeah, right. if, you, if you're feeling confident, you go, give me three counters and they'll give you three goes, uh, um, three coins to put in. But the coins are like the size of your outstretched hand. Were pretty big. Like that, really. They were pretty big. Well, it's he kind of hard to tell up. anyway. He held, one up. Away. he held up that star coin at one point. It was pretty big. And it was, um, yeah. But, but, you know, in the rounds prior to that, when there's multiple players or something, well, at least when there was, I saw it from when there was two of them. Like, I don't know if there were more earlier. Right. Um, <clears throat> but basically you ask, a, you get asked a question, but you can choose to pass it to the opponent. And uh, if you don't know it, and the opponent is forced to answer, basically. But if you get it right, you get a turn. If your opponent gets it wrong, you get a turn. Mm. If you get it wrong, your opponent gets a turn. But that's just basically how it goes. And it's whoever gets the most... They have to keep saying the tipping point whenever money drops over into the you know into the cash drawer. <laughs> the same as they have to, they have to the say, show. oh, coins have gone over the tipping point. Hey! That's the name of the show, <laughs> as they say in Arrested Development. <laughs> got over the tipping point. You've got about four hundred pounds there. Let's add that to your total. Bing, 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 bing. The sound. Well, it's you've been quite into this, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it, it's typically over dramatic, like game show productions. Everything has a real monstrous noise. Like when they when they choose the drop zone, it goes <laughs> like that. Drop zone lights up, and then when he pushes the button, it's like <laughs> and then the coin oh. then drops. And there's like I think there's something in the machine or something because like. There were moments when the coins were moving, and it's like that would just make a slap noise against metal. It would be like, Fadonk. but there's like, I think there's something in the machine that make, that makes everything jingle a bit, so it sounds a bit more like coins. So it's like, ching, ching, ching. There's a lot of production. And then whenever the money is appearing on a screen, there's a noise. And like, whenever it goes into the person's bank, it's like, bling, bling, bling. It's like, everything has noise. It's crazy. Just What's like the ultimate stupid yeah quiz show noise? Like I'm trying to think of. The, I don't know quiz shows very well, but what's the one where it has that rising tone, like boom, every time that they hit something? It, it, right. Oh no, that's that's, that's catchphrase. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Or when you get it right on, um, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Because you get that <laughs> whenever someone gets a right answer. Yeah, I guess. But with you know a bit more of an orchestral flourish to it. Bit less coming out of Rob's out. Well, that <laughs> yeah. one has the stupid thing where the lights go uh, up during the during the bit where if you screw up, you're really embarrassed, and then they go down, and and then uh, ding, as, ding, a stupid, as a stupid heartbeat, which yeah. is so dumb. But dumb, but dumb, but dumb. Okay, good. That's Rob's rendition of the ambient. <laughs> Who wants to be really near sound? Speaking of super sound effects, right? Yeah. I was, um, well, Noam was listening to Radio 2 the other day, like, just had it on in the kitchen. And I'm pretty sure every time I walked out there, it was like, I, I can't remember his name. Is it, it's not Woke, it's Blackburn, Tony Blackburn's show, you know, where he does that, uh, like, I'm going to go through the chart shows of the 80s. Oh, right, God. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure every time I walked out there, it was a masterclass on how to use the orchestral hit sound effect. <laughs> like, everything was like, brr, brr. <laughs> Orc hit, everyone's favorite yeah. thing on a MIDI keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Orc hit. 
or Orch Hit, as I always call it. Orch Hit, yeah. Yeah. Because no one knows that stands for orchestra. It's just a random sound. But I don't think I've ever heard an orchestra make. Do an orchid, yeah. Can you imagine? You get the Royal Philharmonic and it's like, and then in the score it just says hit. It's like everyone goes, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be so fun to do as well. It'd have to be so precise though, wouldn't it, to get it to like, everyone has to come in exactly right on time and everyone has to cut at just the right time as well. It must be actually a real hard thing to get right. You mean like musical notes ever? Yeah, no, but some instruments have, like, I don't know, more of a tail off. And when you're working with that many people, there's bound to be a certain amount of, you know, well, fudgery. That of the quality of the orchestra, then, isn't it, really? Yeah, to a point. Yeah. But it's really Yeah, hard like, thing to do. like if, you, if you've got a string instrument, how long is a hit? You have to draw the thing over the, <laughs> the bow over the string a slight amount to make a sound yeah, unless someone, you just literally hit it. Keep, yeah, someone has to be keeping time just for the hit, like, I suppose. If they were just to record just the hit, someone had to be, like, like counting them in. So well, yeah, you'd have to lead up to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, to me, it's like, boop. That's quite a long actual sound. <laughs> boop. And there, there, are different, there are different types of watch hits as well. Some of them sort of have a slight sort of wow, and like a what sort of lead in with a you know with a pitch up sort of doing it or master class of, of the orchid. Have you ever used an orchid in any uh any uh compositions? <laughs> I, I think I have back in my early days. Yeah exactly. I, I can I can remember actually no I can remember one back when I was still using t- uh turbo tracker on the Amiga. Well, I definitely had, because basically the amount of sam- samples I had access to back in the Amiga days was really limited. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, this particular library has an orc hit, better use it. Of course, for me, the ultimate sound effect to deploy in a, in a, in a song is, is the 808 cowbell, which sounds nothing like a cowbell at all. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It just sounds like 80s hip hop. <laughs> such a great sound. And it's so distinctive, like it stands out. It's like the Wilhelm scream or something. It stands out a million miles. If you put an 808 cowbell in the song, everyone goes, I know that. Yeah. You'll see it when um uh, when the video goes up, uh, like Zach and I recorded us playing audio surf, but obviously for licensing reasons, we chose to use all Glacial Spoon music. Um, <laughs> oh, sweet. Gets us out, gets us out of trouble. But uh, like... <laughs> That's uh, convenient. Zach, Zach, Zach played my like latest one where I actually... Uh, sampled a bit of Zach and <laughs> put it in there. What? It's a, it's it's a noticeable bit. Because <laughs> it's like when I'm editing the salad cast, right? Like occasionally there there are spikes that are a bit loud that the compression doesn't doesn't deal with. So I go and manually edit a few of them. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm like adjusting my thing, it like creates like a nice little glitch sort of ish sample. You know, just enough of a a clip of something so it doesn't make any sense, but it kind of sounds like I don't know, you know, a little electronic flourish. Right. And this particular one, I think, has Zach just going, get! <laughs> it's like, cut that out and use that as a as an offbeat thing. There's a little beat. Awesome. And there's a there's a very subtle sample of myself in the background as well. I, 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 I can't remember what it was from, but I just have a cut of it going, wow! <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> so there's that in the background as well. Look forward to that when I post that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And I might upload it to my SoundCloud at some point when I can be bothered. That's still like two videos in the future, though, isn't it? Yeah, still Ant- anti-chambers got to go quite a while. Well, that one appears. Well, that one's ready to go. Well, I just haven't uploaded it. Yes. 
Video editing fun times. Yep. Now featuring musical Zachs. <laughs> Zach, have you still got your edited version of uh, um, of the Liam Lynch thing? The, the yeah. Oh, I've still got a copy of that. Oh, yeah, right, the United okay. States of Unfunny. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> that was so dumb. There's a very unfunny bit more. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we don't have a random. <laughs> that sounded like I a don't, I don't suitable know. pause. <laughs> sure. Right, I think we may, may need to fill with some more random. Yeah, because... Well, let's news... get some fucking news in and then we'll see. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, because the news of the last two weeks has been no news. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, this is a podcast about video games. It's my catchphrase. We talked um, about Team Fortress a bit. Yeah, quite a yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah. We got that in there. Yeah, so we what's might have going to on? We'll talk about that again later. News! Well, a couple of things have been delayed, right, Rob? Didn't you say? We got yeah. um, Project Cars, Hotline Project Cars Miami is the biggest. 2. Project Cars is probably the biggest one because that was supposed to come out uh, start of December, end of November time. Mm. Putting it was all in playable the, at EGX and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Putting it in the sort of 2014, you know, year of the driving game almost. Um, yeah, well, they're trying to avoid some competition there with I get think out it's the probably, way of. Yeah, like I, think it's, I think it's probably wise. But they would have been kind of on their own in the simulation side, because if what people have been saying about Forza Horizon 2 and Drive Club have anything to go for, they're not simulation games in the same way that Forza 5 or GT are. No. Um, so, you know, they kind of would have been on their own regardless. Um, but even probably, so... You know, it's likely we'll see a Forza 6 next year, given that they always seem to have a two-year cycle. Do you think? At the moment. Yeah, I think we'll see Forza 6 either... I think we'll see it next year. But. They'll probably do that thing where they had to cut cut down on the scope of it for the new generate next generation, and then the next one they put shovel loads of content into it. So they yeah. usually do that, right? They they must have done that for the well, they have been, there's been right. There's been they have released like th- three new tracks for free on fours or five since it came out. There's been Nurburgring, Long Beach, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Road America. I think are the three that have been for free and they've seamlessly just integrated those into the game like, you played you know, those just, yeah i've played them they, they just come up in the when you're doing your career races now like they'll have moved stuff around in the in the listings so these tracks come up as if they were normal you know as if they'd always been there mm-hmm. which is a nice touch That's uh, cool. it's nice that they did that so you know maybe things like that would be the things that perhaps perhaps would delay the release of falls or six i guess but if they carry on doing this, but depends how much of a jump they want to take. Like, cause you know, if it was a launch, Forza 5 was a launch game. They probably weren't totally, you know, it's one of those things. They probably weren't totally hundred percent good with the hardware yet. So, you know, maybe they'll take some time to actually, okay, now we've got a game out and we've made Microsoft happy. Let's <laughs> take our time to yeah. get it right. I suppose, which might mean redoing the tracks again to incorporate more detail. Maybe. Replace those crowds. Yeah. That kind of thing. That would be good. <laughs> Although they were hilarious. Up. I was going through, like, I, like my, my, I was playing Forza 5 the other day, but because I'm still casually going back to that. But they, uh, I, did, I did find one of the photos I'd taken was just a close-up of a particularly surprised-looking crowd member. <laughs> it's just like, it was just sort of, aww. <laughs> Not looking at any of the cars, of course. Naturally. Uh, crowds in that game so dumb. 
I'm still kind of looking forward to Project Cars. I have to say, I, I quite enjoyed playing it at, at Eurogamer, and like it, since it's on PC, you know. Um, yeah, PC is going to be the platform for it because on console you get Forza, right? Well, yeah, if you're on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it will be as good as Forza, but I think it will stand up on its own right, hopefully, and yeah, uh, be a good alternative on PC at least. Yeah. Because it's interesting that that's actually sort of getting a proper release, and I think it's actually not been in development as long as Assetto Corsa, which I think was a kickstarted thing. Right. Because that's been in early access for a while now. Um, and that's also going for the whole sort of Forza GT, you know, simulation thing. Mm-hmm. Probably nearer, actually, to... GTR, I think, what Assetto Corsa is going for. Not not quite full-on racing, but, you know, that sort of physics-y realism. <laughs> or if it's anything like GTR, it would be unplayably physics-y realism. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the um, pedigree of the Assetto? Who are the Assetto Corsa, Corsa people? I have no idea. I think it's... I, I, I actually don't know anything really about that team or... Because the Project it. Cards team are the are the Need for Speed Shift team, aren't they? Yeah, I think, yeah. and that was quite good, you know. Sh- yeah, Shift was a really interesting game because hmm. um, it, it tried to do things differently, and like it, I think it went up against Grid. Like, weren't they really close, closely released or something? Those two. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, Grid won out, and I. That's probably correct. It probably was the more fun game, but I liked the yeah. shift's direction of you know really focusing on the head cam stuff and um, yeah, but... you know trying to make you feel like you were actually racing the car. So when you took a collision or something, your driver would get slightly disoriented and stuff like that. That was cool. That was a nice way to go. Um, so I, I don't, they probably won't be going that far with Project Cars, but for what you know, from what I know about it, it just seems like they're just doing a simulation racer. But pretty much, but yeah, um, I mean, it's good to know they've got some imagination, and you know, they've got some, you know, got a bit of that in their past. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so that's one less thing to worry about for the 2014 lists, I suppose. That's true. That's true. Uh, I've got a, something we missed from last time. Like, not really news, news, but uh, when we were doing our EGX coverage, we didn't talk about Little Big Planet 3. I didn't see that at the show. Did you see it? Yeah, Kips and I actually played it. Um, okay. I just totally forgot to talk about it last time, probably because I'd talked about EGX for so long. We were just like, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Um, it's Little Big Planet, man. It's. It it looks and feels and handles like Little Big Planet. Even with the new characters, it's kind of you know what you're getting into. I mean, it looks sharp. Don't get me wrong; it's running at like 10, full 1080 on a PS4. Yeah, and you know that aesthetic always looked good. Mm. Um, and I think that's maybe part of the problem, and that that because that aesthetic always looked real good on PS3. You, there's not the, much of a dramatic difference, right? No, it's like other than you noticing it being sharper, there isn't really a great improvement. And uh, again, because they, they scoped it for PS3 so perfectly. Um, but, you know, it seems to play well. The new characters do add something. And, you know, when I was playing with Kips, it was a surprisingly good... I'd win more time, more fun with it than I was expecting. 
Yeah, we played. You got to play through two levels. One as Toggle, the crazy fat small guy, right? Who obviously has uh, his weight affects the world differently depending on what state you're in, uh, and the dog character, whatever the heck that was called, um, who could like run up walls a bit better, making platforming kind of a bit more fast paced. Cool. Um, and it looked like it had a few new tricks up its sleeve regarding depth. Like there, there were walls that were moving in 3D space. Which I don't think the previous Little Big Planet games could do. What in and out um, of the depth? Yeah, so you would. You, there were platforming elements that required you to judge the depth, um, in order to do things. And it's like that was kind of interesting, kind of funny when both players sort of screw up, you know, that kind of thing. Which again makes me think it'll be exactly the same and i i like little big planet but it's much more likable when you're playing it co-op because Mm. crazy shit happens or it's it seems to benefit from both players being equally bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and you know it doesn't feel really any different partly because they're having to well they've made the decision to be backwards compatible with everything from little big planet one and two right so the entire um, library of create user created stuff will be usable in Little Big Planet Three, uh, which is you know it's not somewhat impressive that they're sticking with it, but at the same time that probably holds them back from tightening up. The yeah, mechanics. that's what would worry me. It's like because you know trying to maintain that thought... backward compatibility might like limit the. Because uh, yeah, ambitions. we always thought it was a bit floaty, didn't we? Like you know, the, the, it's not very precise. Yeah. Um, how how Sackboy handles, and maybe that's why they're introducing the new characters. Maybe Sackboy will still be as floaty and you know focused on guns and handheld objects as he now seems to be. Um, all the other characters will take over the platforming mantle. I don't know. Mm. Um, apart from Sweep, <laughs> but it seems like they were they were from the demo they were showing. They were showing levels specifically designed for certain characters. Meaning right. that 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 some of the maybe some of the early worries of that initial demo that they were they showed at E3 where it was like, oh here's all the characters at once and you know swoops just easy mode, um, you know if they design the levels for the characters they can make stuff compelling, whereas if they just you know every level could be used by every character except it won't work because then we have to design for every character and then it'll be boring for some I don't know they you know I guess it, that was obvious that they were going to do this but. Reportable, I suppose. Um, one bad thing, though, loading times were unbelievably bad. What? Why but, does you know, this happen when you've you got so much RAM on these new new consoles? And yeah, still in, It's still in development. I, you know, I can't say that that's indicative of the final product, but it would do that thing that Little Big Planet does where you click on a level and it shows like the loading symbol around the level while you're still in the menus. Um, but then that would happen, and then it would go to a to a loading screen separate from that. So it had two loading screens, and each one took a while. So yeah, sort out your loading. Little Big Planet Three. That's all I got to say. There you go. It's probably all right if you like Little Big Planet. It'll be more of it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean. Something it's to not actually a, get for your PlayStation, other than Assassin's Creed, I suppose. Yeah, they're like kind of lacking in uh, exclusives. 
at the moment. Uh, Hope bought a PS4, so I had a bit. Of, I really like that controller. The controller's sweet. Yeah, yeah it's really not, sweet. Not denying that. Um, but yeah, she was playing Alien, and uh, I'll talk about that in a bit. But um, that you know, you could get that on any console, works and PC. Mm. So, uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's a great platform if you like third-party games. Yeah, but uh, Sony being Sony, their first-party lineup so far has been kind of rubbish. And that's that's not enough to make me want one. Yeah, I mean, traditionally they can't. Who do they have? They've got Gran Turismo. They've got Naughty uh, Dog. Naughty Dog. They've sort well, of got Metal Gear, although that now runs on everything, doesn't it? Can you get? Yeah, that? but the but, but the PS4 version is if Ground Zeroes is anything to go by, is the go-to. Oh, because yeah. we haven't really seen a PC version in action yet. Well, it's Even coming out soon, said, isn't it? Yeah, they said MGS5 will be on PC, but yeah, but they're they're putting out Ground Zeroes on PC like before oh, Christmas oh, on Steam. Yeah, oh. I think so. Oh, okay, I so didn't know that. I might get that depending on the price, but I can't imagine it be too expensive given how short it is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they they might time it with a, um, a Steam sale or something. Maybe. Yeah, it's like um, it's 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 already been briefly discounted on xbox live as part of the deals with gold thing right um yeah i can look fun i think it came down to like 22 odd pounds as opposed to it's like 30 normal price tag that it has here which is still way too high for that yeah as it is seems cool i don't know i have to say that 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 medgear solid 5 ridiculous um Fulton, Fulton recovery system mechanic is oh, yeah, yeah. so dumb that it still really annoys me how stupid it is. Because you just, from all the gameplay videos I've seen, you're just using it constantly to like lift mm. shit into the air. It's just hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Everyone that's played it has said, yeah, it's super dumb, but Metal Gear is super dumb. Fucking yeah, deal with it. That's true. And, like, and that it's just a hilarious, great fun mechanic to, yeah, to use. That's true. That's true. I don't know. But it's like they go through so much lengths to make it sort of not believable, but at least kind of techno thrillery. Like I don't know. I guess that that counts in that because I mean it is a real thing, the Fulton recovery. But you just can't summon it in a second, and like nobody notices <laughs> yeah. when a giant plane flies past. <laughs> yeah, you just and, you know, sheep. I'm still not sure about MGS Five. I'm not sure I like the direction. Well, you know, I was never an MGS fan in general, but MGS three is probably the one I could got on with the least. Right. And, um, well, I just couldn't get started with it. It was just didn't enjoy it right from the off. Was, well, that one was you know, the weird '60s one that had all the kind of survival mechanics and shit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They went they went way too far with that stuff for my taste, and yeah. it's um, uh, I don't know. And I've got that. I've got a feeling that some of the direction they're taking this in will be in a way, you know, down that path. They may not have the survivability stuff and things like that, but some of the open-ended areas, you know, the more open-worldy stance um, might mean that you have to tackle it in a sort of similar way. And I'm not sure I'd want that from a Metal Gear game. You know, I quite liked the sort of smaller, challenging areas of the first game, you know, where everything is kind of... And even yeah. MGS4, it kind of does that to an extent. What, yeah, the, the kind areas, of smaller the areas, the yeah, areas are quite contained and it's about you trying to just get through it or take everyone out. And mm. Because this one's in the 80s, right, isn't it? Do. 
I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because you're still playing as Big Boss, right? Like in yeah. three, you're not yeah. playing as Solid Snake. Well, what, whatever his name is. That's right. They're different characters, right? I get confused yeah, by, yeah, yeah. by Metal Gear. Yeah. So you play a snake, but he's not the snake from Metal Gear Solid. No, he just no. has the same code name. So. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, because everyone's a snake. Yeah. Um, I I did see something that I've just remembered that you might know about, Rob. <laughs> Is there like a dashboard update? There was, yeah. The October update came out. So what's new? So I guess one of the biggest things for people with is for people without Connect that Snap has become easier to use. Okay. Um, so by double tapping the uh, the X button, the Xbox logo on your controller, um, you now get what's called Snap Center, um, which is a little. It's like a radial menu, but with only four points. Okay. Um, which gives you a few options, like so you can either go back to your game, or you can snap, unsnap um, an app, or it actually. And the other two options are your two most recently snapped apps. Uh, so, okay. if you're using a party, for instance, and you're doing that stuff, chances are you would have had the party app snapped at some point, mm-hmm. or the friends app snapped. So, if you've used them recently, you can just jump back to them real fast. Um, so, for people that don't have a connect that they can shout at what app they want to actually appear there. That's a much faster way of handling it. Right. Yeah. And it's actually probably quicker than shouting at your connect, to be honest. So in general, an improvement. Um, cool. And they've also, when you bring that up and you press X, that's also the, the only way to do the record that um, functionality, okay. um, which did, which didn't exist before if you didn't have connect. Um, so that's finally there. So a whole bunch of stuff to to allow their um their new skew of not having a connect to to work better. Yeah, to basically work. I always found that the Xbox record that shortcut to be problematic anyway. Like it didn't seem to work half the time. Um, right. So this this route now seems it's something about that phrase. It just didn't seem to get. Didn't pick um, that one up very well. Yeah. Um, at least not from my dulcet tones. But <laughs> So, um, do we know how well the connectless SKU is selling compared to the the full blown one? Does it sell better? I got no or? idea. No, I haven't mm. seen any figures. Mm. Um, That'd be interesting. I'd um, imagine it is. I'd imagine it's doing pretty well. Yeah, mainly because Microsoft. I, I think. I think they're going to phase out the bundle. Right. From so what you they, have from to buy the, it from, separately. Yeah. Like from all the, the, from all the language they've been putting out, it's because the connect is soon to become available separately because yep. you still can't do that you still can't buy the connect right now i think as a Not separate yeah. uh, entity but all the language that they've been saying seems to be that they're not, they're not talking about bundled products with connect anymore all the bundles they've been talking about don't have it so the way they're gunning for it i think connect is just going to go the same way as the 360 and then it's just going to be an extra so if um, you buy like which Call I think is the same. Advanced Warfare like bundle, then you don't get a connect. Is that the current situation? I don't, I don't think so. because yeah. you're you're spending the extra money on the COD bundle for the extra, for the terabyte hard for the drive. Game. Oh right. Okay. That's why that bundle's so expensive because oh. like yeah, the console's different. Oh, I didn't know that. Why why would you need? That for all the maps and shit that you need to download for Call of Duty. Even so, that like a terabyte is more than that. I've, yeah. I've still, I've not reached forty percent usage on my box yet. I'm like at thirty something. Yeah. Um, 
in the admittedly I haven't been going super all out on it, but I, I guess in five storage, years we'll, storage we'll hasn't be, been a we'll be crazy thinking, problem. What the hell? This is ridiculous. Yeah. One terabyte is tiny. <laughs> yeah, probably like how it was when the 360 came out, and it's like yeah, 20 yeah. gig, 20 gigs is fine, isn't it? And it's like we're not we're not loading games onto it, and then live arcade games got big. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I can't do this anymore. Still got this ludicrous situation with the iPhone where they have tons of stock of the 16. Oh, sorry, the yeah, is that right? Yeah, the 16 what? gig version of the iPhone 6 because no one in their right mind would buy a 16 gig version. Yeah. And then the next version up is 64, and that one is completely out of stock. It's fucking annoying. That is the, that is the one problem I think I'd have with the, the phone I've got now, because uh, it was only available in a 16-gig version. Yeah. Well, my, like, my, my iPhone... It's not that I load it up with many apps and stuff. It's just that I want to load it up with tons of music. That's yeah, all I music. want. That's all yeah. I want that space for is music. And for me, it's been actually been... Because um, I've got a little thing. Uh, I, I kind of plug it in and then... I've got a little um, smart playlist in iTunes that will like fill it up to a specified uh, limit of gigabytes or of memory, right? So, oh, cool. That's useful. So, yeah, so it's like, well, I'll just pick up all the latest albums that I've got plus these ones that I always want up to 10 gigs and then stick it on the phone. So that works for me. But my problem now is I got into podcasts with the podcast app and that downloads them automatically and then it just yeah. runs out of space. And then I'm like, Yeah, oh. true. So, I've, I've had to, yeah, I, do, I fortunately the, the podcast lounge on Windows Phone is pretty good with that stuff. Mm. Like it will, it will keep like the last three or something and auto delete the ones yeah. that are too old. And that's, that's, plenty, that's enough for me. Like yeah. I can keep going. That's I never, cool. I never get more than like, a couple of weeks behind on the casts that I really, you know, really want to listen to. Yeah. And I have a couple of other shorter ones that I'll occasionally fill in if I've run out of stuff, but, but yeah, yeah I just lounge on windows phone. It's really good actually. And it's got better since windows 8.1 came out and it stopped. I think I talked about this before on the cast. I had a shitty problem where my car would do something when it tried to like talk to the phone, the phone would like jam up audio playback or something. And I'd have to yeah. go in the app and force it to restart. That doesn't happen anymore. So okay, they fixed it. Um, yeah, so everything's happy. That's cool. I have to say, the iPhone podcast app is getting better. Like I was really annoyed when they split it out from the music. It was so well when um, they first put it out. Well, that yeah. first version was okay, but then they changed it, didn't they? At yeah, some point, but, and it became like garbage, like really bad. Yeah, they fucked it up quite badly. But now, now it's improving, and it's got a bunch of options now for like managing auto downloads. And like you say, you can say I only want to store the latest three of these or whatever and stuff and yeah it's getting better as long as long as it has that stuff that's fine because it sort of just manages itself then yeah it's a bit better than it was so that's quite good um but yeah so i have to jump up to 64 gig when i can find one but i'm in, not really in a hurry <laughs> no it's just that you know app, the apple markup for memory is almost 100 percent profit oh yeah it's it's crazy it's, I think it's bonkers that they still all do this and that none of the manufacturers have decided to go, well, I know, why don't, why don't, why don't we just try and undercut um, Apple on this and, you know, gain us a bit of market share or something like that? Surely enough time has passed for that to be a thing. Because that's how it works with all technology, isn't it? Like someone at some point just goes, no, fine, we're going to be the ones to start undercutting and they will get a sudden spike. And it's... yeah. But it just hasn't happened. Yeah, don't know. I think it's a a different pricing strategy, isn't it? That 
it's it's like I think they're competing on their base price and get, trying to get their um you know the costs of their components down right mm, but then yeah, and make, and make they profit all, on memory yeah so they all have this same share this same pricing structure where they make loads of profit on the next model up and they mm. don't want to undercut on that because that it's just a that, way some consumers that might be the bulk work. of them that might be the bulk of their profit yeah because yeah. the thing is some people are just like i want the best and they don't care paying over the odds for for i mean they don't like being reminded that they're paying over the odds mm. so you don't explicitly say we're ripping you off here but um it just works right doesn't it yeah so yeah. if it works for apple it works for the for the others for all the android manufacturers and stuff so i agree it's done like the the other side to this is that i have a, my ipad's a 32 gig and because of the way i use that storage has never been a problem not even remotely I I don't think I've even gone over 16 gigs on it, so I would have been fine with the lower model. Right, because you like, don't use music on that, or like you don't download no, films. No, no, no. It, well, right? yeah, and if I'm watching video, I'm streaming it, or I like would have iPlayed the odd thing, you know. Yeah, I think I'd be the same, um, definitely. I can't imagine needing not, much not, space on an iPad. Yeah, it's not nearly the same problem. It's not Maybe like they use I'd... it for photo editing, or like people can use them for like music stuff, you know. The iPads are quite versatile now for some of that, but I think my main storage concern for ipads would be games like how big is pinball on how big is XCOM? you know that would be my sure. problem they, they, yeah they would be multi-gig but yeah considerably smaller than their pc counterparts or well XCOM's the same game isn't it well it's yeah not... but they've like, like the visuals are much downgraded right fair enough you know they wouldn't need all that texture detail you wouldn't need to look at it gib so much but surely these days, like, <laughs> surely these days, like, you could, it has got quite a lot of graphics power, right? These days, with the new iPads with this ridiculous. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Mantle, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, or is it just metal? Metal. Yeah, it might be. Oh, it's, yeah, I think you're right. Mantle is the AMD thing, isn't it? And metal is the, the Apple thing. Yeah, what, what is so. it, Zach? What, do, you, do you know? The DirectX competitor from AMD. <laughs> I don't know anything about iPod, iPads or. No, Apple but shit. it's a it's like a Battlefield 4 thing. I'm thinking not of the iPad thing. I'm thinking of the, the AMD have some kind of DirectX replacement, right? Well, I also wouldn't know any shit about AMD either because fuck them. Yeah, we're, we're all Nvidia here. <laughs> right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm switching to NVIDIA shortly, so <laughs> for the first time in a long time, I think my previous one was AMD too, I think. Okay. So yeah, it's NVIDIA time. Because they just massively undercut AMD with awesome new pro- awesome new cards. Mm. I think I am going to go for that seven, 970, by the way, Rob. I think that's it's a good choice. It is a good choice. 970 and one of those monitors. And so should be good. It's 1440p, I've per- decided. The pounds per power ratio for a 970 is pretty good. Yeah, so I think it's... it's pretty good. And I could try the SLI in the future if I, w- if I did go insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I go into all, all those conversations thinking that way. Like, well, you know, if it becomes a problem, maybe I'll just SLI it. But then also but by the time I'm thinking about it, then it's just like, well, I might as well just get another new card. <laughs> might as well replace <laughs> like, it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll see how it goes. But um, I think that's my current plan. Because i got my laptop now. Um, I don't know if I mentioned but uh, I need to uh, like, plug not, that into yeah. a decent screen. Because, uh, yeah, I got my MacBook Pro from work. And I, yeah. if you open that on my desk next to my 1080p panel, it's like, holy shit, this screen uh, I use every day is just total crap. <laughs> 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 Complete garbage. Like, the, 
just looking at them side by side, it's just ludicrous how good the the quality is on the on the MacBook display. It was like it's like your iPad or whatever, I suppose. Was it Apple's? Um, Apple announced their new iMacs with like oh, no. Retina screens, and it's like two and a half grand in dollars or something. something. Yeah, but that's a five K display. That thing's going to look insanely good. I mean, I was really happy with the fourteen forty p twenty seven inch iMac that I was using at work. That was great. But I mean, five K. I mean, it'll be the equivalent of the Retina. Well, they call it Retina, right? So it'll be they'll scale everything just like they do on the Retina display. So yeah. the UI elements won't be incredibly tiny. They'll be blown up to twice their pixel size so that you can actually use them. But then the advantage is that, I mean, they go on about images and stuff, but the big advantage really in for like for normal use and stuff is it's the, it's the fonts. Yeah, text readability is a big deal. Yeah, because you no longer have to do all that, so much of that, sub-pixel aliasing just to make it readable. Well, I mean, got... they still will, won't they? Yeah, they still <laughs> they will. Would... But you've got so many pixels available that you can actually render the the curves in the font so that they're as good as print, you know? Mm. Which I guess is the point of Retina, isn't it? Yeah, but, that uh, always was the point. Yeah. But I mean, that display is going to be epic. But it'd be hopeless for gaming because you're never going to be... Unless you, like, downscale everything by more than half just that your, process, your yeah. graphics card can run it. But I was I was thinking this to myself the other day the other day when we were playing Team Fortress like you know every now and then I because my system you know well, pretty much everyone's systems should be able to run Team Fortress so well now that you know, I was having a bit of a problem with it at one point where for some reason it was like micro stuttering so I rebooted it and stuff and then it was okay right um, but for for the most part that game runs at 120 frames on my system and you know because I've got 120 hertz monitor I can see all of that right so then. Because I'm paying attention because of the problem, I sort of started looking at it and go, you know what, if it wasn't for the anti-aliasing not being much cop, I don't necessarily see why going above 1080 would be a big deal. I mean, I know it is, but Mm. at that moment, while I'm looking at it, it's just like, pixelation isn't a problem. It's the aliasing caused by it not being able to, you know, anti-alias the differences in a curved surface as you move around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when it's still, it's fine. As you're moving, it's those differences between the stills that make it noticeable. Mm. Kind of like the the weird, well, the, the the classic that I always remember is like in Ocarina of Time when you're running across the Hyrule field, mm-hmm. and sort of in the distance, the field looks kind of kind of nuts. Yeah, but in a way, kind of cool because it makes it seem more detailed than it is. Um, yeah, because it, there aren't actually that many. The ground does undulate, doesn't it? But there aren't actually that many polygons going on. So, it, like where they join, it looks kind of weird. Yeah, but it's just more the way that you know the the ocarina handled texture filtering and stuff. So, yeah. sort of the actual floor texture aliased real badly, mm. um, and looked kind of dancing, which kind of cool because it looked like a bit more like grass, I suppose. Yeah, it actually worked to its advantage. Um, but yeah, if like. So that got me thinking that these new, you, we, we, I don't know if we mentioned it on the cast last time, but the nine series NVIDIA cards can super sample. Yeah. Um, so like if you super sampled, like how Guild Wars can, where it all, that's not, it's an option just built into Guild Wars where you can just, you know, double the resolution that it's rendering and it will, um, alias what it, alias that down. And that yeah. looks real nice. Like so, I wondered if you just super sampled something like TF to like 4K or something and displayed it on a 
on a 1080, 1080. screen. Yeah, that would look happen. amazing. Just how good is that going to be? Yeah, I, I would like to see that in action. I think it will look super cool. I mean, especially if you put it on like a... If you put it on a TV or something, if say it was like a, and you were playing something with a controller, you know, I think that'd be especially good because when you when you're right up against a 1080p, you know, uh, you can probably tell more than if you're if it's a big 1080p TV. That's yeah, you're probably away. right. Well, I don't know because like when I'm, I have got some stuff that does run at 1080, like Forza Five runs at 1080, right? Um, yeah. Um, uh, but that has terrible anti-aliasing, so it, like it's super noticeable. Right. But I'm not sure I've ever played a game on my TV that runs at 1080, and I've not seen the pixels. If you see what I mean, like mm. it's never felt that smooth. And that may be because console anti-aliasing just isn't as good as PC anti-aliasing, or maybe my TV is garbage in some way, and that it's not one-to-one pixel mapping. Although I've got it set so it's supposed to, um, right. but it never seems as smooth on my TV as it does running through a PC. On your monitor, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's something, of, there's something about it. And that may be, as I say, I don't know where that weak link is, whether it's console or card or, you know, TV or monitor, whatever. I don't know where the weak link is, but it just never looks quite as good, I don't mm. think. You know, maybe at some point I'll just have to attach my X-Bone to, a, to my 1080 monitor and see how it runs, see what it looks like. At least it's not those EGX demo machines. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that was quite screwed up. So yeah, what's the plan in terms of? Let's say I say I got all upgraded tomorrow. Like, what is it um, this year? It's like I want to play Shadow of Mordor. Probably that sounds quite cool. Yeah. Uh, I I know it's not your thing, but I probably will play Alien Isolation on PC. I expect. Yeah, um, that'd be a good choice. Uh, Assassin's Creed, if that's, I think that's coming out on PC. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. Ubisoft not have been pretty good over the last couple yeah. of years of doing parity release on PC. And I haven't played Assassin's Creed for quite a few uh, leaps now, but this one does look pretty cool. I mean, the story looks dumb, and the and I'm I, it, I'm I agree with Zach that I think it's weird how. They all seem to have English accents for no reason in in Paris. Like, why did they give them stupid French accents? Like, they gave the Italians stupid Italian accents, didn't they? You be suffer French, exactly. <laughs> it's French. so dumb. <laughs> so I don't understand that. But otherwise, like the 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 crowd stuff and like the the city looks really good, and I like that the controlled descent idea. You know, do you know about that? Oh yes, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. That's kind of it's where you. They've just made it so you can sort of parkour down buildings. Yeah, exactly. As well as up. up. Yeah, which is obviously cool, right? Yeah, well, it stops you from jumping off it accidentally. Because it used to be you were fucked unless you found a like a haystack, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so so they kind of fixed that. So that's cool. So I think it looks like kind of good. I mean, it might be not be great, but I mean, I like Paris anyway. So and I like the French Revolution as a it's interesting period of history where people went totally bonkers, pretty much. Yeah. I've kind of been thinking I should go back to like actually get around to playing Assassin's Creed 3, but like I've sort of been spinning my wheels a bit because that's not going to be helpful to any of our game of the year discussions. So it's like, if yeah. I started that, <laughs> nothing now... helpful, is, nothing helpful is going to happen to our game of the year discussions. We're going to play like one more game that comes out this year each, and that'll be it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably, I, I reckon I could fit two or three more. 
So that's three like, games. Any other? Oh, and of course, Elite. But that won't. I won't have time to review that for a. Uh, because that that'll probably come out at the last possible moment, probably after Christmas or something. I anyway. I would not be surprised if that gets delayed. Yeah, um, I'm going to play the shit out of that though. That looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new game coming from the guy who made Space Game, which he's said is Space Game in 3D, except oh, not Space Game in 3D. It looks more like it's like your it's block based, so it looks kind of like Minecraft because it's made of fucking blocks, and everything that's made of blocks looks like Minecraft. Yeah. But then, like you're having conveyor belts and robotic assembler arms and stuff. It's not huh. mole- not on the molecular level any longer. <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. That yeah, sounds it cool. Could be pretty awesome. What are you looking forward to, uh, Zag, on uh, the, the, for this year? Civ. <laughs> I'm not really that hyped about Zim. I mean, that comes out mm. next week, so we'll talk about that in the I, next podcast. So. Is anyone ever hyped about Zim? I don't know. The thing is, is hype not the word Some you associate pretty hyped about Zim. Okay. I mean, Zim 5 was quite a different one, really. Zim 5 is great, though. Are you going to play it? Like, like, this one doesn't look that different. Mm. No. Are you, are, you, are you thinking of getting it, then? Of course. It's spaceive. Why would you not? <laughs> you, so you are hyped for it Not give really. me that you're like I'm going to buy it I know, I know it. that it's just going to be <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's just going to be like a Civ 5 mod yeah there's a there hasn't been as much on the has there been as much on the Civ 5 modding scene because I remember you showing me some of the Civ 4 modding stuff well some of the Civ 4 modding stuff was built in with the game they were like they weren't even mod mods they were just like here's some mods that we made while we were yeah because yeah, some of them were quite dramatically different yeah they? like the space one and yeah the, and the weird squad based tactics one yeah those were kind of kind of neat ideas yeah, you know I, they were doing XCOM-y type stuff before XCOM got revitalised which well, is yeah. kind of neat I didn't really look at that much at the 5's modding. No, all I, all I ever see in the workshop stream is like, oh, hey, we added a new race based on Gabe Newell. Yeah, or... it's a bunch of like easy edits, races and maps. Because <laughs> I guess that's the easiest thing to make in the workshop, so people give it a go. Oh, well, yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. The only, the, only, the main thing that's going to happen next week is I'm going to... <laughs> I decided ages ago that this was going to be what I was going to do before the the new Civ came out. I was just going to have a week where I attempted to stream as much as possible of Elf Century <laughs> to be like, this is the problem Civ in Space Game. <laughs> All right. Let's see how That's it compares when the new one comes out. If you can re- make a video, yeah, come on. Uh, I want to see some of that. It, so that'll be fine. Yeah, but if you can record it down, then I can link to it properly because, you know, Twitch not saving shit Well, I'll always have the stream recordings locally anyway. Yeah, should that like I have the... literally all the streams I've ever done, which is surprisingly not that big a file. I thought, like, when I was trying to save this space, I was like, man, that's got to be gigantic. But it's only like 30 gigs. Well, yeah, all the streams that I've ever done. Yeah, because I'm streaming in such shitty quality yeah. to cope with my shitty internet. Yeah, that's exactly. It. <laughs> the like the stream, the quality you have to be producing for, you know, in order to stream to to Twitch for most people. Just you know, it's not what I'd call like not broadcast quality by any means, but it's uh, it's good enough. Yeah, you should you should totally just post some of that shit to have yourself like the YouTube channel. I'll have to make a different playlist for that. Yeah, like totally. Weird stream uploads. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right, it's time for what you've been playing. Oh yeah, I don't know. There's a it bit is. more news. What's that? I got a bit more news. Like games have started coming out. You know, we might as well talk about the reception it- of them. Is that news uh, though? Like we, I don't know if that. Yeah, we're not sure if that qualifies. Like talking about what other people review scores. 
like what we talk about bayonetta is a 10 out of 10 apparently right yep bayonetta is apparently the best character action game ever made why right. haven't you bought it then <laughs> I should. Okay. <laughs> okay. One with the Wii U. Get yeah. hyped. <laughs> I really should. I am. I've played the demo. Well, okay. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> That's Bayonetta, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. But the it's... spectacle is amazing. Like, I really like the first game. I played that quite a bit actually back then. Well, this but, is part um... of the problem. I would need like. Okay, there is a problem with me getting Bayonetta in the way that I wanted to. Like, because I would obviously want to get the special edition version of it, which comes with the download of Bayonetta One. Yeah, because yeah. I never played that properly, so I yeah. want to play through that before Good I idea. tackle two. Well, you don't um, have to, but yeah, you don't have to. No, but I would really want to to see like, like the setup, why everything is how it is, that kind of thing. Well, Not don't the expect the story to make sense. Yeah. No, I, I've I've also heard that much as well, but it's, well, it's not it's not so great at actually telling the story. But it's one of those games that is just so Japanese it like blows your mind. You know, like um, <laughs> like the old Devil May Cry or whatever. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it, 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 yeah. It's like the certain animes do that where they're like just a bit beyond, you know? Yeah. Like Cowboy Bebop but, is perfectly normal. It's like Western. It's like, it, like there's, it, there's Japanese. Well, it's, yeah, about it's a it. Japanese skewed version yeah. of Western. But that you, yeah. it doesn't like hurt your brain going into it. Whereas some stuff is just so, so mental and out there that, and Bayonetta, yeah. I had the same effect. It, and it, and the funny thing was, it wasn't just the story and characters and stuff that were like, what the fuck is the shit? But it was actually the gameplay was like really Japanese. I can't, I can't think it's of any about, other way to describe it. It's, it's very Japanese other. game. Japanese gameplay is all of, for action games is all about insane precision. Yeah. In, like, in general, get that way. isn't it? It's yeah. like, and the, the combos, like what I haven't quite wrapped my head around yet in the brief moments I've had with one and two, it's like the combo system seems like there's a lot there. It's like, admittedly, yeah. it's all just how to chain. It's not like the move list is essentially massive, not like a sort of soul caliber style, but it's like the combo thing is like how you can chain stuff together in interesting ways. And most of it is just slight differences in how you press punch and kick. And then you've somehow got to factor in holding the buttons at certain points to delay attacks in order to get your guns to fire. Yeah. And then there's the, the witch time mechanic and how you use that properly, which I'm not sure I'm using properly in the in my time of it because it seems to not last like no time at all. And yet some shots I've seen of it where like if you do it properly or something, which time can last quite a long time. And it's um yeah, so I don't understand what I'm doing there. And it's that's what that's my fear, is that I'm gonna go into it playing it and like not really understand what yeah. I'm doing for a considerable amount of time. That's what happened to me in with the first game was like I spent ages just in the in like a quite an early tutorial area where they just drop you in a graveyard with infinite spawning enemies and and the music is just playing Fly Me to the Moon for some reason, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just said ages. Da, 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 da. I think it was that anyway. It was some dumb song. <laughs> Um, like, like this, trying to learn yeah, the combo system. Because Bayonetta 2 forces you, the demo forces you to do this little tutorial bit, and it's like it's got this like up tempo. I don't know if it, you can really call it jazz, but it's kind of funky but real fast. Um, sort of vocal track playing while you're learning all these combo mechanics. It's insane. Just even just doing that is kind of nuts, and it's it's yeah. it's a cool game. I, like, I kind of just like for the visual spectacle. Okay. The, pro- the demo is apparently the prologue to the game, right? And during right. that 20 minutes or so of gameplay, you are fighting on the back of a jet fighter, followed by 
fighting on the back of a train as the bridge collapses behind you while a giant walking monstrosity tries to crush you. Yep. Followed by, you can fly and you're facing right, yep. a dragon coming out of a skyscraper. And all of that happens in 20 minutes. Right. Well, that depends on, like, how is the prologue laid out? Is it just like... It's three levels just in a Yeah, but is it a prologue, like, these happened at different times, or are they a contiguous actual three things that happened in a row? Apparently that is, like, continuous. Like, because the prologue is how it is. In the the prologue that you play in the demo is the prologue that you play in the full game. They're they're identical, but apparently they all, you know, this whole sequence is one sequence. And it's insane, but it... Looks and feels amazing. And although I'll admit the control during the flying section is somewhat baffling. It's like it sort of works, but because of the scales of the thing you're dealing with, you're just like, how how on earth did I dodge that in any kind of like well, when is the timing I need to to dodge? That stuff seems to get tricky at the big scale stuff, but because you don't really know. But man <laughs> That game seems nuts. And I guess if I was to like logistically, if I was if I'm going to play through Bayonetta one, am I going to have time to play through Bayonetta two in terms of considering it in discussions? I'd uh, probably just given play that, two. You, I wouldn't worry. Given, so given, given that given that COD and Sunset Overdrive are going to be coming out, and I'm quite interested in getting those. Oh yeah, you're going to worry about whether or not you're going to be able to have enough time to play everything. It's already too late. And Smash Bros. You're done. <laughs> well, no, it's not. Yeah, it's already too late because of the fucking schedule this year is insane. Like everything this year has been like loaded into October, November, December. Like everything. It's not like my, I, I, it feels like previous. I know they like always top load games to be holiday season or whatever, but this year just feels particularly crazy. It's because we've lacked the big, the big March game or something like Mass Effect. You know how that used to come out in like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, last year we had Bioshock. I don't think there's actually that many games coming yeah. out this year. It's just that there hasn't been any in the first half. Yeah. So the ones that are in the back half seem like more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last year we had Bioshock, didn't we? And like that, that filled the gap somewhat. And um, I think there, there have been a, a f- some of the strategy games. I think like to go for a summer release. I want to say, like, I think Civ traditionally releases sort of mid year. I said maybe not this, this this one, which is obviously coming out in fucking October. But <laughs> just everything is coming out, so we're not going to get it done, and it's really annoying. Like, because the other thing I was thinking about, if I don't get Bayonetta, maybe I was I was thinking of picking up Shovel Knight as like as the oh, other yeah. potentially big game of the year that we should pay attention to, but that can fill the gap before um, COD comes out essentially. Also, I'm, I'm, just my, also um, I'm supposed to be saving for like a fucking wedding and it's like <laughs> I'm trying desperately not to buy things but I've got that itch now because it's been so long it is time I'm playing tons of games though relatively speaking you've been getting through old stack I have been getting through my old stack which has been nice don't get me wrong but it's like I'm just itching to do something new and exciting and weirdly I consider Halo new and exciting, which is wrong. It's so wrong. Well, that's one thing that's going to take up <laughs> to our whole fair, time. that looks like a good package. It's going to be me and you playing through all yeah. four of those games. Although Microsoft have said that the Halo 2 campaign isn't going to be run- the campaign of Halo 2 isn't going to be running 1080. 
like that part of Halo 2 multiplayer apparently runs 1080 just fine. Halo 2 campaign will be running 720. It's because they added too much shit to it. Yep. Look up it. Well, I mean, don't know. Yeah. But they've at least come out and said it. I suppose that's being honest. But Why is it 720.60? Oh, no, no, sorry. It's, maybe it's not 720. Maybe it's not. It sorry, I'm, misre- I'm misremembering it. I think it's still 1080 vertically, but they've had to horizontally compress. Right. Or something. So it's like 1300 by 1080 or something. So it's still pretty good. Probably unnoticeably pretty good. Sorry. Oh, I may be misremembering all of that. Fuck it. Nah, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it looks good. I saw a video of it the other day and it's like, well, this looks like quite a cool package, to be honest. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they put a lot of effort into it. I mean, obviously, you've got that slight, you know, you'd kind of want everything to be the same stance. You'd kind of want to wait and have Halo 3 be bootstrapped up. But, um, I mean, then it, they've got to release it. So, yeah. And Halo 3 probably looks fine. It's just going to be the weird one because it won't look as good as any of the others. Well, yeah, true. Halo 4 will probably carry itself just fine, but yeah. 3 will pr- probably be a bit of a bit of a harder harder one to stomach. Um, although, according to Giant Bomb, Halo 3 is the best in the series, which I'm not sure about. No. But... Well, what do you, uh, I yeah. think Halo 1 is probably... Oh, I like Reach, but Halo 1, I think, is the best Master Chief game. Personally. Yeah, I... <laughs> The more I've thought about it, the more I'm really undecided. I think I, the problem is is that maybe I'm the target audience for that shitty playlist feature because I like bits from all of them. Oh, well, the whole... in multiplayer, I'd say probably two is the best, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah, so that's yeah. Easy. There was a, whole, was a whole bunch of ass in Halo 1. Yeah. <laughs> in there's terms a, of campaign levels. Yeah, there's a lot of backtracking and stuff in Halo 1. But, you know, in terms of the impact it had at the time, we talked about this a million times before. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's a much better campaign than Halo 2's, personally. I think it even oh, looks right. better than Halo 2. I don't. I think they fucked everything up in Halo 2 in terms of, like... They, oh, I've talked Again, about we've talked before. about this a million yeah. times before. Yeah. We'll, we'll, anyway, we'll talk about um, it properly when we actually play the thing. Yeah, anyway, um, never mind. Let's, let's so move other on. things that came out, Alien Isolation, yeah, yeah, that seems to have got mostly so positive. Seen, I've seen uh, uh, Ho playing quite a bit of that. Well, not quite a bit, but basically I went over and, and watched her play pretty much the same whole part that um i saw in the giant bomb quick look if you've seen that except that ho was doing it more cautiously and like not as fucking stupidly as, as brad running around getting impaled constantly <laughs> like an idiot she managed to avoid all of the um uh working joes but got quite mothered by the alien so but yeah it's cool i like it i think i would probably play it yeah as, as we said at ejx i can't but that, that, that aesthetic is so Dead on correct. Yeah. So it seems right. But it would, that game is obviously just going to wind me up no end. So I'm I'm going to avoid it. But for people that like it, I can't blame you. It's a, it looks real nice on the Xbox. Oh, sorry, it was on the PS4 she's playing it. But it looks yeah. real nice. And um, Although for some reason, I mean, I noticed that in the, they, they talked about it actually in the Eurogamer, um, or what's it called, the Digital Foundry look at it. Like for some reason, all the like pre-rendered... You know, pre-rendered with the game engine cutscenes. They're super mm. jerky, and it's because they're loading in the background or something. But, but I don't know why they let it ship like that. Because it's like every time a, a cutscene, the game runs really well, and then when it goes to a cutscene, it looks crap. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit funny. Because certain games do it really well, like you know the Uncharted series, or and you know Naughty Dog games in general use a video cutscene. 
yeah to, that's been rendered in engine but you know still a video cutscene to hide a loading pause yeah i think um, that's cool when you do it right you don't even notice but sometimes like like in the batman games they did that but like there was something about the way it was lit or or something about the artifacts on the video compression that just made it look really weird because it was like it was clearly yeah. the exact same engine game going on but it just looked different it's pretty con- it's pretty annoyingly common like especially as you say the video artifacting thing because that's super noticeable yeah um on some anyway certain effects especially if it's a dark area which yeah i imagine a lot of alien is like and the batman was basically becomes, dark too yeah, yeah it just becomes really obvious oh man yeah batman on my machine was yeah on my piece when i played it through on the pc some of the cutscene stuff was like yeah that was real bad yeah <laughs> um, it was bad um yeah so yeah that i got uh, the other i suppose big release was drive club um right which happened and that game from what i've been reading about it seems pretty polarizing as in some people really get into the car club idea and start you know doing the challenging things and for those people that game is pretty amazing but the other side is that you know people that i guess have just come off of playing forza horizon go into that and go well this is rubbish (laughs) because the handling doesn't feel particularly realistic and the level of content just isn't what's in forza although they have said that they'll be having like a Mm. a regular patch routine so like the game has shipped without most of its content apparently and that all of it will be coming in in subsequent patches especially the weird choice to only really include european cars in the retail version and that Japanese and American cars are going to start filtering in later. And it's like stuff like that is weird and weather effects that stuff will come later. It's like they were just desperate to get it out the door before it's finished. <coughs> well, that's mm-hmm. like how they haven't managed to get out the PS plus version either because of the server issues. It's yeah. just like another thing they rushed. Yeah, that didn't work. Well, apparently that affects the full game as well. Well, right? yeah, it affects the full game, but that's why they're not releasing the PS plus version because they yeah. don't want any more server load. Yeah. So yeah, Drive, Drive Club seems a bit of a hot mess. I never had much confidence in Drive Club. <laughs> No, neither did I. But I mean, it, there, there are certain clips of it that I've seen, like when the light, when the sun is like sort of, I don't know, early morning sort of shots of that game, where the lighting looks incredible. Like mm. there, there are moments of that visual presentation where they have got it so good. Um, like you know, giving Forza Horizon a run for its money, and that's a damn good looking game. Um. That's true. So, so on that respect, like there, there's there's some tech, there's some stuff they're doing there that is really impressive, but it seems that it's wrapped in a questionable game. Right, I think we better talk about games we have played. Yep, sorry, no, like no Vivalo. I better, better run through that because their games are likely not to play, I suppose, apart from Alien. <laughs> Probably not. So, Zeg. Uh, you haven't been speaking. <laughs> it's time to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Begin. Well, what have you been playing? I haven't really played anything new, I guess, this whole two weeks. I played a ton more for Fears Room because I finally... Why finally... can't you put that down? Well, because there's things to do in it. <laughs> there's goals to achieve. And also the music is good because it's my fancy music, which is fine. Yeah. And Well, apart from... 
like the random selection where it's like whenever it generates a new random map or whatever. Why do I keep hearing these same fucking songs? It's like some of the songs I've played fucking 15 times and then some of them I've only played twice. Huh. <laughs> it's like, it seems a bit weirdly... Look, I mean, it's just random, so, you know, it seems a bit weird, but of course it's not, it's just random. <laughs> yeah, but even so, the skew seems a bit much, is what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm still grinding that out, and it's like, I finally leveled everyone up to 99, hmm. and then proceeded to start on the levelling one team up over and over again. <laughs> Although that really... There were several moments of discovery working through that process where I gradually got like there was like things that I thought were going to work one way and then didn't, and then I was like, oh, "God damn it!" That just makes it slightly more annoying. <laughs> like, so when you're leveling up, when you're leveling up your team, uh, as I got more and more efficient at it, like I discovered better ways to configure like your battle team and your map team to get better amounts of experience out of it mm. I discovered that there's actually a limit on how much experience you can get per character in one song oh. so even though it's theoretically possible to generate more experience you can't oh interesting so like the one of the particularly good battle songs I did I got about 17,000 experience without any boosts mm. split between four people but like the actual limit of experience you can get per person is 9,999 so if I'd used the six times experience booster on that fight where I got 17,000 experience, I would have wasted most of it because a good you can't of, get more than 30, 38,000 experience in total. Yeah, a good third of it would go down the toilet. So it's like, that kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, well, more than a third of it. What, you can only get 38,000... 996. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm miles <laughs> off, yeah. Like half of it. So you, I would have only really needed to use the experience doubler, and that would have been yeah. pretty much exactly pretty as much as yeah. I could have possibly got. So it's like, that kind of sucks, because I could have leveled up well quicker. <laughs> but no, there's a hard limit on how much experience you can get. Weird. Kind of poop. There are some decisions in that on that front where they, I don't know, is it just that they put some arbitrary variable cap somewhere, or like, would probably without thinking about it. Or like, or... I mean, this is only a four-digit number yeah. <laughs> per character. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So that kind of sucked. And then uh, I also found out some other things, like, for example, you can't stack the experience multiplier and the thing that makes one character take all the experience. Oh, right. Okay. So you can't double boost one character. Sure. Which kind of sucks. And then... You does know, it just not let you, or does it let you, but then you don't get really get We can turn them both on, but it doesn't work. It just, yeah. only the one that absorbs all the experience actually takes effect. Yeah. I, That's kind of annoying, because that means you waste it, right? Well, yeah. Well, sort of. Game should tell you that. It's not It's not an item, though. I mean, oh, okay. It's skill. Just a, it's it's an, just something that's on. Yeah, it's just another skill that you can turn on. Oh, that's not so bad. Per character. But yeah, so I fucking ground that out and unlock Sephiroth and I leveled everyone out. I gotta admit, I have been having that. We, we this comes up, I think, with all three of us occasionally, where we have that itch to play a rhythm game, right? Like, and that's been coming to me of late, partly because, and maybe we're jumping around a bit here. Yeah, I played the Fantasia yeah. demo, <laughs> right? Which came out on Xbone. The game's not out until the end of October, naturally, yeah, naturally. because everything fucking comes out those that week. Um, yep. But um, damn, that that's almost got me right back in. It's basically like if Rock Band and Dance Central had an orchestral baby. It's 
Like it, like it's it's got the structure of rock band in terms of how everything, and you know, Guitar Hero in terms of everything, how everything is laid out. But you know, you're gesturing, and it has some of the dance central menu stuff, like slap menus and stuff. Um, and it's cool. That's all I can really say. It's it's more. I was more taken with it, I think, than I expected, because <laughs> it's. And we know we've known for some like a good couple of years now, probably everything that that game does. Yeah, and yet it's still cool when you finally play it. Like when you're mixing uh, tracks together on the fly, creating something really fucking weird. <laughs> um, the only thing I think that's perhaps bad with it is like it will break away occasionally into like you remember how in Dance Central it would occasionally go, okay, now dance like a fucking lunatic, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll video it. Um, this doesn't do that in the same way it will break away to okay here's an instrument play with it for a while um and when you're happy with what you've created drop your arms and we'll record that and mix it into the song which is cool in theory except it totally ruins the flow of what you're doing like the rhythm suddenly drops and you're like suddenly playing with this like la 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 like the music's still going on in the background and it's looping, but you're mecking around with this instrument and then you've just got to stop for a while while it suddenly realizes oh you want to record that. It's like I think it would have been better if they just sort of go here's an instrument go nuts and there's like some fixed time period that you have to do stuff. Yeah, but in. then you could make a pile of shit. All it is is like you know they do some stuff with rhythm and stuff to make sure you're making something that sort of fits. Right. Like so when a drum <laughs> drum machine comes up, think that the bits are already playing, but you can't hear them unless you hover your cursor over them, for instance. So they're all already in time and to a pattern. Um, the cooler ones are the synth things where they've come up with a neat arpeggio or something that will only change note at a certain time. So you could say, I want it to go higher here and I want it to go lower there and it'll adjust it accordingly. Um, but I just don't want to be able to, don't want to have to like keep doing that until I'm happy with it and then stop and then play it and then carry on and have that only be in the next like verse or so. It seems like a real flow killer. Mm. But that aside, that's a fun goddamn game. <laughs> well, good. Another thing for you to not buy. Yep. Well, it's like the digital version comes out and it's like for the your normal price of £45, which seems to be the regular now for um, next-gen game releases, the digital version does at least come with a couple of expansion packs or something. So top tip, if you're about to get Fantasia, get the digital version. In theatre room, they release another set of DLC, and there's still no fucking Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced music. <laughs> what are they doing? No. <laughs> it's just like they've forgotten about those two games that they made. Yeah. I was trying to remember what whether it was like a sub-team of Square or whatever, because I can't remember what... I'm sure it must. They must have a several team. Well, yeah, right? presumably, but I don't know what like offshoot team it was that did the, the GBA game mm. and then the DS game. Is it because the, do they consider them just like weird spin-offs because they're like similar to the original tactics but not quite? Yeah, but the, they they they're basically a sort of set in the Final Fantasy twelve universe. It's like they reuse a lot of the ideas, mm. so it's not like they're some totally weird thing that they've distanced themselves from or anything. Oh, but presumably tactics introduced that world first no well sort of the ps1 version of tactics right sort of but not really because it's like i think it's the it's called the same and it has some of the same things but like there's a lot more similarity between advance and 12 because they have like the same races more of the races exist okay yeah and like the judges and all that crap 
Oh yeah, the, I forgot about the judge mechanic. Judge mechanic was cool. <laughs> it was bad. It was impossibly difficult in the first game and almost totally irrelevant in the second game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of it more than, more than I think I like the execution. But <laughs> yeah, there's that. Because didn't you used to just jip that or something? It's like, oh, I've got a shit scenario. Like, can I just? come back out and go back into it and it'll give you different rules or something. You just have to advance the clock. You just have to like do something else for a day. Like yeah. walk backwards and forwards on the map and get different rules. Yeah, that was it. And then in the second game it didn't work in quite the same way. It was always irrelevant. So did it not take music from the original tactics then? Yeah, they got like two or three tracks from that. No, I meant in the, the advanced games. Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I as I discovered from the twelve music, there's some of that that get re- gets reused from Tactics Advance. So it's not like they don't even like that music or something. <laughs> Come on, just fucking put it in the game. Is this another one of those like strategic series, like Advance Wars or something, that for some reason died an early death? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they like they probably could make another one. Everyone liked. I mean, more people liked the original tactics than probably the advanced DS ones. Yeah, because War of the War of the Lions got a, got you know was the re-release. Wasn't yeah, it? got a PS a proper PSP re-release, and I think you can get that on iPad now. But I mean, it's totally an awesome system that they made for tile-based tactical game. It was a pretty cool game. I like. I've never actually played it, but I was you know watching you play it was, it was you know it's kind of interesting figuring like seeing how all the tactics how all the mechanics fit together. It's a real well thought out game although maybe in the original it was like they went a bit overboard <laughs> the fucking zodiac system yeah, that zodiac that's like i mean to basically i mean it, it's basically a rock paper scissors system except like it's with it's 13 things <laughs> yeah and it's on top of two other rock paper scissors systems right yeah like, essentially it's just like they it, i mean the zodiac system would be fine they could reuse that in like a modern game they just have to make it have like tooltips and stuff. That's why it doesn't work in the original because it's like when you're looking at a unit in the in, in the original tactics, it's like you, they have their little box with their name and their information, and then like there's their zodiac sign. It's like, well, oh, now yeah. I have to bring up my piece of paper that's got the whole fucking zodiac chart drawn on it to work out which one they're weak to or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just like if it had some kind of tooltip that just told you, then, then that'd yeah. probably be fine. Or yeah, a shortcut to just bring up the chart or something. Yeah. <laughs> Simple things. So yeah, I feel like maybe that's not so bad on iPad because you could just multitask away. <laughs> yeah, maybe have a fact in there. So, yeah, I've played like plenty of theater rhythm and got more and more efficient, and ended up not even using my A team as it turned out because hmm. I once I leveled everyone up to ninety nine, so I could look at what their like level ninety nine stats were and what all their skills unlocked were. Hmm. I was like, now I can maybe form an actual good, uh, better team by selecting people who have specific skills that don't overlap. <laughs> so we did that and made a team and then leveled them up a few more times. And then also, I mean, the, the weird thing about it was that I sort of accidentally made another team that seems like super effective for battle, but like completely useless for, for like the field stages because they don't have any agility skills or whatever. Right. But I was, then I was trying to work out like whether it's better to just be really awesome at the battles and like forget the field stages or to be really awesome at the field stages and forget the battle stages or some like average at both because like I sort of didn't realize for a long time when I was playing it like you do get a lot of experience from the field stages 
because it's based on how far you travel. So if you have a guy oh, with really high, high agility and the field stage skills, you can just go... Because then it's not reliant on... Because in the fighting stages, because of the... Like, it will send in random enemies. I mean, if you're going through the same map, sure, the sure. set of enemies will be the same. But, like, sometimes you'll just get certain enemies that have, like, really high defense, because mm. that's just the type of enemy they are, and they take ages to kill... And then because the experience you get is based on how many enemies you kill, you don't get as much experience, but maybe those ones with high defense give you more experience. So it's kind of hard to tell whether it's just worth... So I think, like, the field stages probably give you more consistent experience, but maybe not potentially as much. Mm. Because if you really get a team that can just blow through the enemies in the fight stage, you can just loop it multiple times, kill them all several times and get tons of experience. So you're more likely to hit a hit an average on the field, whereas with the battles, you're still much more variant. Yeah, you've got potential to get a lot higher. Like that battle stage where I got 17,000 experience mm. <laughs> without any boosts. And like, I can, with the good field running, you can probably get a good 8,000 maybe every time with some amount of boosting. So after all this epic amount of grinding, do you have any top tips to regular plate people, like as in not you, <laughs> on how they should play this game? I don't know, maybe like... Good question. Oh, wait, I think... Sorry, I didn't hear that. I think I've lent on my... You muted your mic. Yeah, I on. mean, not my headphones. <laughs> Turn that back out. Sorry, can you say something, Dad? Yes, I can say something. That's better, I can hear you now. It's okay. possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any... Like specific things, maybe uh, maybe don't neglect the field stages. It turns out <laughs> they might be good, and also, or at least predictable. I I think it's kind of weird that it starts. I mean, it's not weird in a logical sense, but it's when you're doing the chaos maps where you're going through the, like the maps of the songs. They they have like short, medium, and long ones. Mm. And obviously, you start on the short ones, and then once you've cleared one, then it unlocks medium, and once you've cleared one, then it unlocks long. But I think the long ones are just inherently better because in the short because you get a multiplier for how long how many days have passed in the map. So by the time you're at the last few songs of the long one, you're inherently just getting more experience. Sure, yeah. So there's no point in grinding tons of short ones if you can just do one long one. <laughs> yeah, because I guess you get a longer spell of just maxing it out, right? Yeah, yeah you just get a longer period of more experience. Oh, and there is one more like. It's maybe not a normal person tip, it's a semi-pro tip, I guess. <laughs> semi-pro! <laughs> but there's a skill that you can... That a few characters have, but you can also get like a scroll that just lets you apply it to any character. There's this skill called Libra that lets you... that has, There's three different versions of it, and it's not a straight progression for some bizarre reason. It's like, Libra 1 makes it so that when you finish finish a map quest... When it spawns the next map, it reveals the drop item of one of the bosses, right? Or one of the free drop items. Mm. Libra 2, when you finish a stage in a map, it reveals the information of the next stage, which is okay. And then Libra 3 is like Libra 1, only you get two drop items. I see. But then what I discovered is, like, you can stack Libra 1 and Libra 3 to reveal all three drop items for a, for a boss in yeah, a short in a short map but then also if you train it onto multiple characters you can stack it multiple times across multiple characters because on like on the short map there's only one boss on the medium map there's two bosses and on the long map there's three but if you have 
lever one and lever three on three characters. You can, un- you can see all, you of, see all of the drops of all the bosses because it also doesn't overlap. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's a semi pro tip, I guess. That seems like something like given all the other things you were talking about, how the things don't seem to work together or that. Yeah, some sort it's of just like sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't. It's yeah. really weird. <laughs> they, they obviously thought about that one. Yeah, for some reason, I guess because it, it really does kind of suck when you get a new map. And you go through it, and you get one of the boss drops. But then there's two fucking more, and because it's random, you can't guarantee you're going to reveal you from those other two when you play through it again. Mm. So at this point, I've just basically deleted all the maps that I hadn't done this trick for, and just said, "Fuck it, I'll keep the maps that I know what the drops are, and keep them only keep the ones where the drops are good." Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, because I don't care about the shards any longer, obviously, because I've unlocked everyone. Yeah, and that would be the only thing you'd worry about. I did find a map that was irrelevant by the time I found it, where one of the boss's drop item was a black shard instead of its reward item. So you oh, could get it multiple so it'd be, times. It'd be more likely, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, I guess. And then I also play... How much are you going to keep going with it? Cause this I is... know, I could play, I could continue to play it. It's got daily challenges. Oh, man. It just picks a random five songs <laughs> and you just play them. So I'm just like, oh, and then presumably like, leaderboards. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not exactly leaderboards. It's got like a trophy system, basically. Mm. And I, I'm not even close to. It's like you get a trophy for. This is how much I've played it. You get a trophy for playing a hundred hours, right? And then there's another like, it's not really the same trophy list, but it's another trophy list that has instead of just a trophy, it has like five ranks. Right. And 100 hours is only like the four star out of five rank. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Even more than 100. A thousand hours later. I'm sure it won't be that bad. It's probably like 120 or something. But holy shit, 100 hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fairly ridiculous. And that's like, so 100 hours is what they consider the trophy. Like, you've, you've played the game. <laughs> holy fuck. So like, when it's just, that's going to make like, the, t- the Zachary Burgess Time Played Award a bit more interesting, surely. Not really. Okay. Like 100 hours isn't that much. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Get> hell. <laughs> well, maybe for, maybe for this year. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, games of this year. Yeah. Instead of all games that I play. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, to segregate them. So, yeah, there was that. Uh, I didn't really play much more Prison Architect. I looked in a couple of times. I was still fucking still fucking around with it trying to optimize systems but the trouble is I think it's like it's got to the point where I want to do things that aren't actually really possible in the game maybe now or maybe ever it depends on how they go with it like when I was trying to make segregated sections to keep different classes of prisoner in different areas Mm. you can assign like you can say like this shower room is only for minimum security this shower room is only for high security or whatever and that keeps them out of each other but when you're doing things like the kitchens for the for the meals, you can't really tell your staff to stay in one or the other. So they kept doing dumb things like cooking meals in one kitchen and then carrying it all the way across the prison to the other canteen. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's not really what I wanted you to do. There was a reason why I made two kitchens. Yeah, so they're sort of missing micromanagement tools. Yeah, to some or... extent. Or specific micromanagement. Or maybe it's just something they didn't think anyone would try and do. Well, I was, I was trying to think of, like, maybe I need to redesign my prison where, like, the entire layout of the prison is based around the kitchen. So you just have one big kitchen and then, like, the different segments' canteens spread off the main central kitchen and then all the segments around <laughs> the ends of the canteens. <laughs> they say the kitchen is the hub of the home. Yeah, so. the hub of the prison. <laughs> 
I don't know. You could probably work around it in some kind of way. So yeah, I did play that much, and then I also didn't play much of anything else. I briefly looked into Minecraft and Guild Wars and things. Hey, unsurprising news. Yeah. Minecraft is coming to Windows Phone. Well, it almost already had, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> My brother's back working on uh, on Tracy Island, I believe. Hey. Updates. He keeps updating well, maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll actually so be able to record a video that works this time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. So yeah, stay tuned for that. In, I went back into Minecraft because I realized that I still hadn't done the space thing. I'd actually made the rocket. I just hadn't gone to the moon. But then when I went back in and looked at why, why I hadn't gone to the moon, I realized I still had some stuff to do. Wait, is this base Minecraft? No. Okay. Of course not. <laughs> I, I, I actually haven't played Minecraft since the last one or two updates where there have been new stuff in base Minecraft. Mm. Not particularly interesting new stuff, I don't think. But yeah, so I went back to the space thing temporarily and collected some more resources mainly. I think I'm just about actually ready to go to the moon now. I've got all the stupid different equipment you need to create a bubble, oxygen bubble, and hmm. and actually survive. <laughs> Theoretically. Although, What's this mod called? Galacticraft. Galacticraft, okay. And, and I'm also running that on an old version as well, because there's like a newer version of the mod even. But I don't know. I was so committed at this point. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not even gonna." Oh, because you would you have to restart? <laughs> well, that's the question. I don't actually know how far I could go upgrade Galacticraft compared to the version of Minecraft that I'm running it on as well. Right. It's like, how far is it compatible with that version of Minecraft before I'd have to upgrade the version of Minecraft and then upgrade the mods and then maybe my save wouldn't be compatible. But isn't that the exact problem that like Multicraft or whatever is supposed to fix? Or sort of, except not really. I mean, I could just duplicate the instance and then fuck around with it. I guess, but yeah. it's too much effort. I'd rather just fucking play it, <laughs> play as much as I can on this version, and then there's as much crafting in modding Minecraft as there is in crafting in Minecraft. Clearly. <laughs> That's that. I don't think I played anything else really. Played some TF. Well, yeah. With me, there was that yeah. always. Team Fortress. We always fall back on that. Yep. It's like, well, we're not quite sure how much time we have. Let's play Team Fortress. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Despite my like occasional, we should probably finish that really long game of Civ we've been playing. But that's a commitment playing yeah. Civ. You, you can't play that. Well, you can play that for a short period, but then it doesn't. You don't. Feel, it you, feels feel, weird. you feel disappointed don't yeah. you, if you stop. It's like, oh, I did one turn. Yeah. <laughs> then we had to stop. Well, even if it's just one hour, I think like after just one hour of Civ, you've you're just you've pretty much just found your rhythm again. Yeah, you've just remembered what the fuck you were doing. Oh, man, Civ's evil. <laughs> when you think of it like that, it's, it draws you in. I can't think of anything else I played, although I'm sure there was at least one more thing. I mean, I didn't really go into Guild Wars at all after I finished that goddamn World vs. World crap yeah. and got the rewards for it. And then I also haven't really logged into EVE. I moved some shit around. The next patch is going to be weird, supposedly. No! Yeah. Unlimited skill queue! Oh yes, you told me about this. Yep. Now I won't even have to log in ever again. I can just keep paying the money and my skills will go up. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> Although really, it's only convenient for me because my skills are all incredibly long at this point, so I'm very likely to forget when they end. Mm. So I can just queue up forever now. <laughs> so presumably the skill trainer doesn't happen when you're not paying money? Yeah. yeah, okay. It used to, but it doesn't any longer. They changed it at some point. 
So would like if you were trading a long running one and then time run your account run out, that long running one doesn't carry on until it's finished, or does just everything just pause? No, I think it just pauses now. Okay, yeah, that seems logical. Because it used to just carry on, which meant I guess it was because they probably realised that they were losing tons of money. Yeah. When they were when they introduced skills that take like ninety days, they were just like, yeah. oh look, look, that guy just started it and then unsubbed for three months. Yeah. <laughs> These people are only logging in when their big skills are done. Particularly for like the ninety day like Titan skills, because mm. it's like if you're training to be a Titan pilot, you're not going to do much else until you can fly the Titan. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Or I, I suppose it's probably alt characters for that kind of thing. You probably weren't training your main character. You probably, or if you were, you were actually doing other stuff. Speaking of Titans, yeah, I've been watching Attack on Titan. Okay, it's pretty cool. So what's that? It's a. It seems it's 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 a new anime that's been that seems to have gained a bit of like recognition or you know people seem relatively aware of it. I occasionally see posts on it, you know, about the place. It's not just like I don't know. It seems to be relatively popular, and there's like an American registered dub version or something. And uh, it's yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like it's it's another one of these sort of Japanese animes where they are slightly obsessed with like european style culture right you know what i mean but the setting is yeah. so bonkers it's like at some point in humanity's future these giant fucking gormless things like humanoid like creatures but massive which they call the titans just basically turn up and start killing everyone and like the story sets off like a hundred years after humanity has retreated into this um massive massive uh city um but obviously it with like three w- rings of walls like protecting various like sort of levels of security and stuff um and it's like because te- you know humanity's fall meant that technology is all crap and stuff mm-hmm. apart from this mysterious maneuver gear that lets them like use cables and stuff to fly basically <laughs> um and swing about all over the place. Yeah, and, and the story starts when the Titans decide to attack this city, and shit starts going real bad. It took wild, didn't it? Apparently, like yeah. 100 years, and they didn't notice the giant city. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then shit starts going real bad. But it's actually kind of cool. It's real, It's pretty. It's not. A, it's not a happy anime. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's pretty. Yeah, people die. When are they ever really? But you know, a, lot, a lot of people die, and you know, there's dismemberment. And, stuff but it's kind of cool sort of worth sort of recommend sort of worth the hype i suppose so where have you been hearing the hype for attack on titan i don't know like various blogs and stuff some gaming things have been posting about it in reference and stuff like that it's becoming sort of it's becoming known let's put it that way Hmm. to check that one out yeah i don't know what the now that it's got an american dub i don't know what the legality of getting it in the uk is but you know, as is always the weird grey area of getting hold of unreleased anime overseas. I think it um, looks like it might be released. Uh, there's a which case, fuck. As, in, <laughs> as in, there's a D, there's a DVD release on. Yeah, uh, you can buy on Amazon. <laughs> so that's cool. So I recommend. Uh, yeah. So you're done, Jose? I guess. I just can't think of what, anything else that I may or may not have played. I think I mentioned last time about trying, didn't I? Yeah. Yes. 
That was the only other thing that I could remember. And that was more than two weeks ago. So next time will be the one where I'll actually have something new to say again with the sim. So, so I, I played a Steam... How it's not as good as Alpha Century. Steam game. Steam Greenlight game. Did you? Yes. And it was? I played The Long Dark. The what? The Long Dark. I know nothing oh, of yeah. it. It's like a survival game. So you sort of... It's pretty cool looking. Like you, you're this... Uh, survived a plane crash or whatever, and you're just uh, up a mountain in, I don't know, Wyoming or something, something, or in the Rockies or something, and it's really snowy. And um, basically, okay, you've so got a like, bunch I'm of. I'm thinking alive here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're alive, <laughs> and uh, it uh, it's a very hostile environment with wolves and everything, and and uh, you have meters uh, going down of like how cold you are and how hungry you are and all of that kind of stuff. You have to survive for as long as possible, basically. It's, it's, um, you load it up and there is like a button for a story mode, which is like, no, this doesn't exist yet because we're in early access. Just play the sandbox mode. So you load that up and, uh, that's literally it. You get dumped down and it's like, well, you're going to freeze to death. Get better, get moving. And, uh, you can like pick up all kinds of, you know, uh, equipment and fuel and, wood and stuff and and then you can find shelters and make fires and uh, get your get yourself a bit more sorted basically but basically you will die it's like go die in a wood like cat <laughs> bought it for me and she's like go die in a wood i've died four times a day <laughs> so it sounds yeah. like a better working version of the forest basically yeah it, no it, it looks really cool and it, it's not it, it's not it's finished obviously but it does exactly work the same thing apart from in the forest okay yeah. <laughs> and well, also it, like instead of walls you've got weird monster dudes right <laughs> It's pretty foresty, actually, but it looks it it's kind of has a kind of cool aesthetic to it, which is and it, it can get really like snowy and well, but the wind can whip past and stuff. And it looks really cool. And I thought I started down this mountain. I think you spawn in different places. I started down this mountain. And I thought, that, well, I don't even know where the hell I'm going. Or there's no map, obviously, because you're just a survivor and you have to kind of gradually piece together. And I thought, well, this game could be huge. I don't know where the hell I'm going. But after a while, I realized it's not actually that big. Like, but I, you see the same areas again if you if you play it a few a few times, and you start oh, to get so a sense of. So the uh, the geography is not random then. Or? No, it's not random. It's a map, um, and it has certain uh, uh, waypoint uh, uh, landmarks and stuff. Like, if you get down to the bottom of the kind of steep part, there's a there's a cabin place which is really good to make your base really because it's. It's got a fireplace and it's got beds and stuff. And, but and you then could you can spawn sp- anywhere. Well, um, I think there are a few spawn points, but um, and the wolves are super dangerous. Like you, sometimes you think, um, like I thought, there's a hydroelectric dam with a little, and there's tons of loot and stuff in there. So I, I went in there thinking that would be a safe place or at least a little bit warmer. But for some reason, there's a freaking wolf living in the hydroelectric dam and it just murderizes me every time. <laughs> so now I know how I have to avoid that place until the, unless I can find a gun or something. And I haven't managed to find a... It's really hard to find stuff like that. Like, you don't really have a... a you get a flare when you start, which is quite useful. Right. So you can use that to scare away wolves and stuff. Um so sometimes that's good if the wolves have killed deer or something, you can scare away the wolf and then nick the nick their prey and stuff and then cook, yeah, good idea. cook it up and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit it, of a run of games of this type, hasn't it? Because because this sounds a little bit similar to say you are being hunted. Well, yeah, 
That was a bit more fantastical. I think this one. Oh yeah, yeah, of... sure. In terms of setting, but in, at least mm. in terms of gameplay, there's a, that's true. That's true, right? Yeah, I would say it's, it has similarities with "Say so You Are Being Hunted." It hasn't got any of that humor and stuff. But um, and I was thinking it looked like because when I started playing it, uh, um, when Kat was talking about it, I was thinking of um, I'd seen a trailer for a game which was set uh, called Firewatch, um, which was kind of looked like a similar kind of setting. But that one has a story and stuff. That one's not out yet. But that one's you're 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 in a cabin, uh, looking out for forest fires in the wilderness in Wyoming or something. And I don't know what actually happens. But it uh, but you're on the phone in the trailer. The guy's on the phone to his, I don't know, his someone, his colleague or maybe maybe his ex-wife. I can't figure it out. But it obviously had some emotional story to it or something. And it looks super cool uh, in a different way to the Long Dark. Um, but I don't know how the gameplay of that is. I mean, it looks like kind of survivally, but but a bit more like you can actually see the guy's hands in that. Like it might be more differently right, done right. than okay. the long dark is like standard FPS. You can't see yourself, and you 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 use things to pick them up, and they disappear and they appear in your inventory. You know, okay, sure. it's that kind of thing. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. And and he kind of talks to himself like, oh god, if I don't get warm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna die. Whatever. Uh, so they're, they're your hints rather than the meters. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Well, the so meters, the meters are, like, are, the, the meters are visible, hidden away. No, okay. they're kind of hidden away. You have to kind of open up a menu to be able to see that stuff. Like it's totally without. Okay. Right. Without HUD, basically. Um, I think. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I would well, check that's, it that's out. Kind of cool. yeah. It looks good. It's very atmospheric. Um, the lighting is like quite nice. Like it's. It's not super detailed or anything, but it has a, just a cool look to it. A lot of those games do seem very good at sort of getting that, you know, sort of getting the atmosphere right. Yeah. Um, but on a lot of them, I'm I'm not sold necessarily on, you know, how you'd actually play it and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Partly well, because of, no, may, maybe the fact that it's not random actually works in its favor in this case, because you say, because you seem to, there seems to be the capability of getting better if you know where you yeah, are. Yeah, I think you could get better. I think that otherwise I'd be really frustrated because it's, it's quite hard to to, Which is to survive more like, than a few hours. So you are being hunted as sets itself apart, I suppose, because it's that is totally random. Yeah, yeah, that's all procedural, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, check that out. The long dark. Is there an end game at all? Like, or is that to come? Like, <laughs> not yet. Uh, it's just uh, as far as I know, it's just survive as long as you can. Uh, okay. currently, so, like, even in, in the sandbox, sandbox mode, that's like there's there's no win condition yet. No, I think the story will be will have a win, I guess. But yeah, I don't think the sandbox sense. mode will. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But it's quite satisfying to learn how to not die within a day or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where it's like, oh, I can actually survive. So, is there like a sleeping mechanic and stuff as well? There is a sleeping mechanic. Yeah, there is, and uh, you can easily die in your sleep if you've not, if you're not, you know, not prepared. If, if you're wounded or or yeah or whatever, or too cold. So you do have to prepare stuff. Yeah, interesting. Does it teach you any real survival skills? <laughs> well, there's like a big disclaimer at the start saying, obviously, saying don't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem too bullshit, but I don't think it teaches you true skills. <laughs> Speaking of early access stuff mm. and updates, I guess I remember that there was the last update for Kerbal Space Program, another one. Oh. Where they made the space center destructible. 
Oh, really? So if you fuck up, you can fuck up really badly now. Oh, wow. Nice. Bridget, really, I mean, when you look at that from like the gameplay perspective, it's absolutely 100% a negative thing. There's like, there's no upside to this being added. <laughs> so like if you crash into the building, you just have to spend a bunch of your money. <laughs> and, you know, money is not a totally free resource in the career mode. No. So it's like there's no actual benefit to this. Well, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, Probably okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it gives you a you know another one of these targets or something. But honestly, like, don't, like don't, don't screw yourself. How many times are you even going to collide with the space center? It's like you, your launch would have to go extremely wrong for that, and map. in the exact right direction as well. Yeah, and in one specific direction. <laughs> yeah, it's I just like the I real can. the real Kate Kennedy. I'm sure it's, it's so unlikely that because it's quite a it's a little distance to the launch pad for a good reason i'm sure <laughs> yeah exactly they put it a far, <laughs> far away and then launch in a direction that's not directly overhead <laughs> launch out over the sea yeah that's what they do so yeah that, that happened and then they sort of in the patch notes they suggested that like there was like the faq or whatever where they were talking about why did you put this in because it seems kind of pointless and they were sort of teasing in that patch notes where it was talking about it's a, it's basically groundwork for the next thing we're going to add. And I think they've talked about before they wanted to have, like, cities. Yeah, because eventually the presumably Kerbal will actually look like it's a real planet, right? I mean, it does look quite a lot like a real planet. But yeah, but it's just no grass. Yeah. It's got trees and shit, although you can't collide with the trees. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe they'll update the trees as well to make them collide. <laughs> all the other crap, all the rocks and stuff on the moon make it even harder to fucking land anyway. <laughs> That'll be fun. I don't know. I, people have also been suggesting that, like, that maybe they'll be able to do some kind of base building. Like actually not just the space center, like have, being able to build bases on other planets oh, and maybe extract resources or some shit. Yeah. And there's already a mod that does like resource extraction with special, you know, things that you have to take to a place to extract the resources from it. But I don't know. There's still stuff that they could do to that game, I guess, as always. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that happened mainly in this patch was they did a big update to a lot of the aerospace parts. Like, all the wing... They, I think they basically incorporated a mod that had already done it, but they, they pretty much just sort of standardized the model style of all the wings so they all look like they're consistent now instead of being here's a random bunch of crap right yeah so that's nice and then they added some extra stuff like extra different sizes and shapes of aerons and and different, make a, different angles of wing make the plane look a bit more plain like yeah and like different body work but i think maybe they've gone too far because it's like it's incredible it's almost trivially easy to build a space plane now if you have the parts right like i just put some shit together in like two minutes because it's like they've made there's this special type of bodywork which isn't the normal rocket bodywork because obviously the normal rocket bodywork is a cylinder mm. and that doesn't necessarily work very well for planes so there's this special like like it's sort of more plane shaped it's like curved on the top and the bottom but then yeah. it thins out towards where you'd attach the wings right right but then they've made those but they come with like there's the version which only has liquid fuel so when you're running air breathing engines you can have that and then there's the version which has liquid fuel and oxidizer so if you've got a rocket engine you can run it off that but it's still the same shape so it's all nice and consistent and in line with your bodywork mm. it's like it's maybe a bit too easy now yeah. i just shit together a space plate in like two minutes and just went whoop <laughs> Also, no, once, or is that stuff intended to be like in the career mode at least like very late stuff well I mean obviously the thing that makes it the easiest is from a few patches ago when they introduced that 
rapier engine that automatically switches between air breathing and oxidizer. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> then you can just go, and just fly. <laughs> and it doesn't take any effort at all. Yeah, you don't need to worry about the transition. No. So, yeah. It's kind of a bit easy. So, like, I think the rockets might actually be harder when you have all the stuff unlocked. Yeah, maybe. But then again, obviously, with space phase, you probably can't carry as much stuff. Like, you can't have as big payloads. Although, for the first time, they've added on the space plane, they've added a, a special part that's actually a cargo bay with, like, doors, and then you <laughs> put something tiny in it and have it <laughs> come out. Yeah, that's cool. Although, it would have to be pretty goddamn tiny for it to fit in the space there is. Open the bay doors. Yep, exactly. Open the power bay doors now. And there's, obviously, there's been mods before that do. I've seen several times there's a weird mod that you, that they, that someone made where if you build like a payload, like a satellite or whatever on top of your rocket, it looks dumb, but it functionally works in the base game. But there's a mod where you can just have a special part that you add that like procedurally generates a, pay, a fairing around the shape of your payload on the top of the rocket. Oh, cool. So it just makes it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if it has any other benefit to like it- maybe like takes the mass of all the parts that are inside the fairing and then just, like, singularizes it to one centre of mass. Does it have, like, like a, a button to make it sort of, you know, break apart and stuff? Well, that's, well. like, the staging of all the yeah. parts do that, basically. Yeah, but that's cool. That's what you want, isn't it, right? You just need it to be able to go... <laughs> well, they do that for, like, the engine fairings yeah. at the moment, where those come off, they break in half or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I expect... I, I wouldn't be surprised if that mod makes it into the air game in the end as well. Yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> Gobble! Yep, that's cool. It's still, still early access? Yep, still okay. al- still alpha, yeah. I guess. They, they are another announcement that appeared about it was like, they sort of suggested that it won't be very many more patches. Maybe the next patch will be when they move the beta, when they've done adding stuff. Wow. <laughs> or done adding stuff to a 1.0 version, anyway. Yeah. There's still a lot more stuff they want to add at some sure. point. Sure. I, I can imagine they keep going. The question arises, though, is like, how far can they keep going whilst still making money from it or something? Like, how many more players could they really draw in at this point? Yeah, well, it depends how... I mean, it depends whether they're worried about continuing money or whether they've just made a huge pile of money and now they're like, well, we can live off this for a while while we continue to add shit. It's It's the classic developer question about enthusiasm for your work, where it's like... After you've made a huge pile of money, you you just be like, I can't double that. (laughs) There is a point where you need to stop, yeah. Well, not need to, where it's like your enthusiasm to continue, because you're not being driven by the prospect of money then. You've like got the money. <laughs> no, but yeah, 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 I get that. But the, can they really maintain a sort of Minecraft level of success, you know, like, or, you know, not, well, maybe not Minecraft level, but, you know, that kind of enough of a flow that Minecraft somehow has. But they, in slowing Minecraft, they don't care about the flow any longer either. They probably haven't cared about the flow for a million years. It still makes a ton of money, though. <laughs> yes, I know, it does. But they I, they probably didn't care about it for a long time at this point. I don't know. They probably made the huge pile of money and then they were good. I don't know. What did you play? Um, uh, well... <laughs> Yeah. Get your brain into a functional state and talk about what you played. Yeah, you've got right. about three and a half minutes at this rate at this point. Oh, and so, <laughs> okay, I make make it fifteen. I'll get through in fifteen. Um, not a. Um, I haven't been playing a great deal because I say I've been been in this sort of holding pattern, like where I don't really want to start anything. <laughs> Waiting to buy something. Yeah, I don't really want to start anything big, so I've been sort of 
going back to things and um, doing lots of little bits. I suppose the like the newest new game that I actually started playing was Luftrausers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Luftrausers, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Rousers? Is it Rousers or Rousers? Whatever. Oh, okay. Maybe you could be bothered to try and get a more accurate pronunciation yeah. of you just calling it what the word looks like. Yeah. So I started playing that, and I've played that for about... Well, actually, I played the majority of that in the, the time I spent with it in one sitting, because it is one of those I-can't-stop games. It's like, I don't really have an urge to start playing it, but when I'm in, it's hard to get out. Mm. Um, so, like most of other Blambeer's games, it relies on super short periods of gameplay um, with quite a high difficulty. So... Um, it's it's for that reason that you keep playing it because you you go in you last about thirty seconds sometimes even shorter like a couple of seconds and you you die and then you try it again because you go oh fuck I can do better than that problem is you probably can't <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really hard that game like really hard um, partly because of the interesting flight mechanics which at first you think are cool um, because it's like it has uh, you hold up to thrust and then you can turn whilst in the air and stuff like that. But the main combat mechanic is to stop thrusting, essentially stall your plane's engine so you're floating, rotate while you're just falling, shoot backwards at the things following you, and then thrust to get away and stuff like that. And it's managing that sort of momentum of thrust, fall, shoot, thrust um, to try and get about and kill things and. Uh, the, you know that the, the handling is fun, um, but then the kind of the problem I sort of have is that the rest of the game's mechanics seem to be fighting that one pure element of fun. Like actually, casually going around and shooting stuff is fine, but if you want to try and avoid getting into trouble, it's impossible because like you don't have a lot of health, so you take like three bullet. If you took three bullet shots in quick succession, I think with a normal body, that's enough to kill you. And, you know, you just run into a patch of them and you'll be like, bleh, done. And it's like, oh. And because of the way the handling works, you generally don't have enough maneuverability to get yourself out of a problem by the time you've seen it because the bullets will move real quick. So it's so it's sort of like equal amounts of awesome and equal amounts of there was fucking nothing I could do about that. <coughs> oh, God. Hmm. <coughs> oh, my turn to get coughing. Hmm. Um, so it's 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 hard to say whether I actually like it or not because it does a lot of cool things. Like one of my favorite things actually is that it has a real quick unlock cycle. Like so, it doesn't take long for you to unlock the various um, bits of plane that you can then combine together in any way that you choose. You get like you can change the gun, you can change the body, and you can change the thruster. And all three of those things can combine in different ways. Like, I'll say I wanted to try and do a crazy-ass torpedo run. I can give myself a body that means I don't take damage by splashing into the sea and then um, attach the body... Oh, there's the alarm. We're too loud. Um, and then attach the, ta- attach, attach the melee body so you don't take impact damage when you run into stuff. So then you could basically just skip like a fish along the water trying to take out boats. And hope that you don't get shot because the melee body takes even fewer shots before it explodes. Um, Genius. So some of that stuff is really cool. Um, although the homing missiles are fucking useless. <laughs> like, it's totally awful. Um, 
And it does other cool things. Like, so when you do pick those combinations, the combination of what you've chosen also defines what the style is of the music that's playing. So the drum track will change based on your gun. The sort of uh, the lead track will change based on your body, and the the bass line will change based on the thruster. It's like that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's like so when you put it on random mode, you're getting a slightly different version of the track each time. It's it's nice. It's ingenious. Um, so they, you know, I think this is this is Brian Beer's bag all over. Really, they like doing this super quick thirty seconds of fun thing. Um, but it's kind of hard to take seriously because of the oh, you could insta die at any time, um, and because of you know you just can't do a lot about it. And the, sometimes that's because of the color scheme because it's it's like our palette of four, right? All of them shades of like red and beige. Okay. Eventually, you can unlock different. Like you can eventually unlock the ability to change the palette, like to various presets. Um, which it, it kind of it's kind of cool because it makes that sort of old school looking aesthetic. And because they've chosen red and beige, it looks a bit like an old film. And it's the game's even forced into a four by three aspect ratio. Um, <laughs> again, oh, on purpose, okay. I think, to make it feel a bit old schooly. But widescreen would have been appreciated right, for more yeah. visibility. Um, I mean, they did widescreen for freaking Shovel Knight, and that's meant to look like a NES game. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah, that would be pretty cool. I kind of really want to play that. Um, that and Freedom Planet, which is the, the sort of... It's like a Sonic fan game, except apparently it's actually really pretty good. Um, so yeah, I find it hard to recommend this as a result. Because oh, I see, okay. It's it's hard to play as a you know a proper game, um, and you know, and I say that to a lot of games, but it's like yeah, I guess you know someone's out there will have developed enough skill to play it maybe properly, but man, that level is high, that bar is so high if you want to actually do it with any skill. I mean, the combo system as well is kind of working against you because under under normal play, that's like you, um, it basically just your multiplier goes up every time you kill something, but if you don't kill something within a certain period of time, you drop back to normal. Right. And the only good way to get score is to get good combos and keep it up for a long time. Because um, it maxes out at like times 20 or something, um, which is quite a bonus. But then you can go through like periods where you're, you get your combo up or something to a certain point, and then the things that are easy to kill are no longer spawning around you, so it's like, or uh, are nowhere to be seen. It's like, well, there's nothing to shoot. I can't keep this combo going. Well, shit. <laughs> and then when the bigger targets start turning up, like the battleships and stuff, they are so hardy that actually including them in any part of your combo, if you really want to take one out, pretty much impossible. Yeah. So it's like, I think I, I think there are some mechanical problems here. It's like, yeah, it seems like you'd want to like chain into the the big battleship and blow it up in spectacular. Fashion. Oh yeah, because you'd get tons of points for it, and it's. But instead, you're trying to avoid it because it's so hard. Yeah, they're so hardy, and the guns on it are like they fire like minigun style barrages of stuff. Oh, that's the other weird thing: bullets don't seem to dissipate like. A battleship on the floor can fire into the uppermost regions of the sky because the bullets don't stop. And it's like, that's probably fine from a sort of realism and a screen-filling hectic technique. Yeah. But that means you could be at, like, the skybox, like the top of the sky, um, and have bullets coming at you from the ground that you can't see coming. 
because you've got no bearing on where the battleship is when you're just right, in the yeah. sky. It's like, yeah. So I don't know. It's it kept me engaged, but I might be close to being done with it after like five hours or something. And as I say, I think I played like three or four of those hours in one sitting because it's just so hard to stop. <laughs> Despite all these misgivings I have with it, it's really hard to stop. Well, it sounds like it's worth a try if it's that hard to stop, you know. Yeah. Um, but as I say, because of those things, as a game, as, you know, if I'm reviewing it critically, it I can't really, I, I don't, I couldn't, I'm not sure I'd put it on our curator page, let's put it that way. Right, yeah. Yeah, it would be like, if there was such a thing as the sort of sideways thumb, it would be there, because I'm just not sure about it. It's like, I can't say, I can't say it's bad, I can't say it's good. But, sideways thumb. That's our review. Yeah, sideways thumb. But if you like Glam Beer, it's it. You'll probably get into this. So I actually went back and played a bit of Super Crate Box because <laughs> I didn't realize it was free on Steam. So it's like, <laughs> so I thought I'd go play that, and you know, I've played it before. But it's that's what that's one of Glam Beer's earlier things, and it's like, I, I think I much prefer Super Crate Box to Live Browsers just because it's like it's it's much much simpler, but it's. And almost more random in some rest aspects because of every time you pick up a crate, you get a different weapon, and some weapons are fucking useless. But <laughs> but it's still it's a lot of fun. I kind of like that. So personally, I prefer Super Crate Box, but yeah, it's bland beer all over. So if you're a fan, probably can't go wrong. Cool. Uh, well, that's what, what else, else I've been doing? I'm, I'm trying to think, actually. Um, God, a bit more Forza Five. Oh, I went, I've been playing quite a lot more Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> I've gone back into that. Um, of course, more, co- more more content dropped and stuff. Like, to, I don't know if I talked Happy about the game of the year, Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard to beat in my book. Um, the yeah, because I don't know if I talked about the the, the capture the flag taco mode or whatever that came in um it's, you did it's not talk really about capt- some new stuff yeah it's not really capture the flag it's more sort of like one team has the tacos and the other team has to steal them from them and get them back to base so it's, right. sort of, it's a bit it's like one flag except you have to do it three times i suppose to get it to to, okay. to the end game end game but that's kind of fun actually but finding so i don't think many people are actually playing that mode is the problem um, it still seems if you want to get into a game, you have to go to like gardens and graveyards or perhaps the mix mode. But um, I, I've been having some trouble getting into some of the newer game types, um, which me, makes me think maybe the population is starting to drop off. But but EA keep re- they, the new stuff just keeps getting mm. released for it, so you know they're still going. And like you can now get Halloween packs and stuff, which are you know like for, if I every time you log into the game until Halloween, you get like a like a Halloween set of stuff for your characters, and it's like oh no, that keeps drawing me back. Just free stuff. <laughs> it's a great game. I still have a lot of fun with it. It's not got old, which is more than you can say for Titanfall. Huh. Um, <laughs> that didn't get old because you didn't play it enough. Well, it doesn't. You didn't draw me. play it enough to get old. It doesn't. Yeah, what doesn't draw me? Like Plants vs Zombies. Like I played Plants vs Zombies is, is a high candidate for getting the Rob most played game of the year. <laughs> like I put so many hours into it. 
and I haven't put nearly as many as Kiffer's has in that kind of thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a great fucking game. Um, really? Does Kippers play that more than you do? I think he has done. I think Kippers plays games more intensely than I do. Yeah. He gets onto one thing and sticks mm. to it for non stop for the horizons for the last two weeks. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's quite intense. Um, uh, two other things, I suppose, that are worth mentioning. I played, uh, I've st- oh, I played a tiny, tiny amount of, um, Chariot, which was this month's free game on Xbox Gold. Um, which, uh, yeah, it's brand new release, just came out of the blue, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, hey, here's, here's, here's a free, here's a free brand new game. Um, and it's a little, uh, indie title by, I think they're called Freema. Um, funded by Canada, it seems. It's like the game, when the game starts, it says like, oh, hey, this has been funded by Canada Media Fund or something. All of Canada have paid for this. Um, and it's, 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 it's like a puzzle platformer, uh, where you have to drag around a cart, uh, and get it to the end of the level where you can move and you basically just have a rope that you can, uh, magically attached to one one side of the cart or not. And it's primarily designed as a co-op game, which is a bit of a problem for me because that means I've got to try and convince someone to play it. I mean, you can solo some of it, but you'll be missing out on some stuff. Um, but I kind of like it. Hmm. It's like it's simple enough and physics-y enough to work. And they've started throwing in more interesting stuff. That, like I haven't got very far with it. But they've started throwing in things like, oh, okay, these are platforms that only you can walk on, but the cart passes right through. Oh, and these are pa- these are the platforms that work the other way that the cart can rest on, but you can't. Um, and it's you know the way that the physics nature of like having to like m- manipulate the rope and to try and not make too much noise in some places, otherwise you attract looters to steal the treasure from your cart and things like that. It's the way some of that hangs together is actually pretty nice, although I. The aggro you receive if you do make too much noise and alert looters to your position seems to last way too long. But okay. because it means you're just standing there fighting them off for a while rather right, than yeah, actually doing what you want to do to solve the puzzle. Um, so I'm not necessarily convinced by the looter mechanic at this point, but um, it seems kind of nice. Everyone is way too perky, um, Especially the skull that se- the skeleton that sells you shit. He's just like, "Hey, go see the waterfalls. They're enchanting." You know that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I won't talk too much about it now because I barely scratched the surface with it. But I'll cool. We'll have an update play that. Time. I'll, I'll, I'll play that a bit and come back to it. Maybe if I can convince. Uh, we have done a little bit of carp with gnome, and that seemed kind of entertaining. Trying to figure out how to do what are already kind of difficult puzzles to try and move the cart where you want to go right at the start of the game. Like the two player challenges are kind of tricky to pull off. Just trying to figure out how you're supposed to do it is kind of interesting, but it's a sort of different way of thinking that I'm not sure I've really done, but you know, I enjoy it. If I could get Zach to play it, then that would be great. You never know. You never know. No comment. (laughs) We've got too much other stuff to do is the trouble. When I come here, we've got to like, record yeah, videos yeah. and podcasts and eat pizza. <laughs> All the important things. Yep. All those important things. Speaking of which, it might be time. Oh, it's so time to get pieced. Yeah. Um, 
And the other thing I've been playing, last thing, is I've, I've actually played quite a bit more Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, good, finally. Awesome. I went back to Thousand Year Door um, and finished off Chapter 4 because I haven't quite finished it after all. <laughs> Jesus. Still uh, half the game to go. <laughs> yeah, I finished, played through Chapter 5 and I'm, I, I've just got to Poshly Heights in Chapter 6. All right. That's, um, pretty, that's basically pretty much the end. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing I've sort of realised, like I think the further you go through that game, the more that that game fucking loves backtracking. Because, oh my God, you just do a lot of walking to one place and then walking back and then walking to that place again and then walking back. Nothing mm. compared to Chapter 4, though. <laughs> Chap- yeah, Chapter 4 is all that. The start of Chapter 5 is that, because you start off on the beach and you go through the jungle to the rock and then you have to come back and then you do it again and then you come back and then you do it again and then you can finally go into the interesting bit of the level. And, you know, all of the train is basically walk to one end of the train, walk to the other end of the train. You're on the train, it's just like, it's literally just a walking and talking level. Oh, yeah, until, really until you get to the station and then it gets a little more interesting. Yeah. But, but that game fucking loves backtracking. <laughs> and it's like, it, get, it does get annoying because I've been playing quite a bit of it. And I think maybe I've been playing too much of it because that's become a problem with me. Just always ride the Yoshi. Well, yeah, I, I do that. I do that quite a lot as well. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just slightly too much of it, and it's not the first. I think I only ever really noticed it at first when I played through Super Paper. Well, I didn't even finish it, but when I play, was playing Super Paper Mario, I started to notice they fucking love backtracking in this game. Well, it's terrible, it's like, more terrible in that game. Yeah. But now that I'm noticing it in Thousand Year Door, it's like, oh, maybe this is just a Paper Mario thing. I really hope it isn't. I don't think it was that bad. Like, the Chapter 5 one isn't that bad because it's not very, it's not nearly as long as any of the other ones. Just go into the jungle and then out and then bang. No. Open up the actual part. It's, it's got that, a couple of annoying platformy bits because I don't like doing the Yoshi hover. Mm, yeah. It doesn't seem quite so tight. Um, well, the platforming in that game isn't super tight anyway. But. Well, it's because of the weird jump arc of that game. Yeah. It's like, it's weirdly... It's very vertical. Where it's just like, it bloop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, quite, it's more vertical, I think, than most. Um, mm. Doesn't necessarily feel like Mario, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, I don't know. I, the writing's always good, though. Yeah. It's consistently great. Although I had a hard time putting a Mexican accent on Cortez the pirate, who is obviously talking, or even Spanish for that matter, who is obviously Spanish. He says I don't know about that. Though. He says like amigo, and <laughs> I just I've imagined a, like some kind of monster voice. I wasn't thinking he had an actual accent at all. Yeah, he was just a loud monster. I think that's the problem when it's like a text-based game or something. You sort of just read it. I don't think I read it sometimes as the dialogue obviously intended it. Like the Pianters or something like that, you know, where they're talking all syndicate and like gangsterish, and it's like I don't, I don't hear you that. Give them an Italian accent. No, I don't hear that voice <laughs> in my head. Like that, I think they're trying to portray in text. But you know, backtracking aside, it's still a pretty great game. Like the writing is the main trouble with the writing in that game. In terms of it being awesome, is that is the bits that depend on what secondary character you have. Yeah, sometimes it's... Because it's like, there's some 
it was sometimes when you actually do see the t- like if you go happen to be going through the same bit twice because of something like you reloaded a save or whatever, and you see the different characters oh, yeah. have different like, like texts basically. Yeah, there's quite a lot because of- I mean it's like Mario doesn't talk obviously, so most of the time it's the fucking your partner yeah. is doing the talking and how they react to different stuff differently. Like having Bobbery has obviously been <laughs> awesome because he speaks in that sort of ye olde English style. It's yeah. like, I say old chap. <laughs> it's like... But then the trouble with that is like, obviously most of the time you you just want Gumella out because she has the infos. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems like, well, yeah. And, you know, some of her reactions are actually pretty great. And like, make more sense in most contexts. It's mm-hmm. like she's more averagely good at the context of the game. Yeah. It seems more suited to more situations, I guess, because she's not necessarily been involved with anyone else in a way. Yeah, and she's been there the whole time. Mm. So she has the most coverage of the backstory. Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it is weird when you, like, I think when I'd only just met Bobbery, for instance, and then something happened, and he seemed to know exactly what was going on. It's like, how the fuck do you know what's happening here? It's like, I've just met you. Uh, because Mario can't speak and all that. Yeah. Well, he does, but you never hear him. Well, yeah, he, just, he, just goes, he just goes, ah, uh-huh, ha, and suddenly everyone knows exactly what he said. Or he doesn't wave your hand uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Talks about something. <laughs> and that's the fucking diary. Well, it kills you. It probably game overs you. It's like, God damn it! I was lucky I'd saved like two seconds before, but it's like I wasn't expecting it to actually just game over you from reading the fucking diary. <laughs> Despite all of the like, like it was making such a big deal of all the messages. Like, no, seriously, something really bad will happen. And it's like, yeah, but you've already described it as a curse, and it's like the rest of the game describes curses as a good thing. <laughs> well, mainly because of the stupid unlocking the skill treasures. Yeah, like I curse you, motherfucker. And it's like, well, that's a new skill for me. Thanks. Well, I love how they <laughs> how they start playing with that with the narrative. Like when you get get the one in the um the pirate level, and he's basically like, what you mean? You know this is going to work, and you know that you actually want the curse. Yeah, you don't think the curse is bad. Oh, all right. Can I at least do my dramatic entrance? <laughs> I've been planning this for years. Yeah, that's great. I love all that. So, yeah. Paper it's Mario. Mario. Paper Mario. Still, still pretty great. Is it the same guys that did... I, I may have asked this before, but is it the same guys that do the Mario and Luigi's now? I don't remember. Because it's, it's intelligent systems, right? The Paper Mario's. But... Uh, yeah, I guess. Sometimes I wonder if it's the same people doing half the stuff, you know, with the same name on it. Oh, yeah, maybe. Although, what <laughs> else are intelligent systems really doing? Like, I forget what they're up to these days. Yeah. Because it's obviously not Advanced Wars. Well, they did all the push race stuff, but that's pretty much done. Oh, yeah. Or maybe <laughs> so they're not up to that any longer. I guess, yeah. Well, Push My World happened not that push long ago. World. So. Push My World. Push My World. Push, push My World. Push My World. What's it called? It's, called, it's not called Push Mo here, is it? <laughs> Why do we discuss this every single time? You, you're not I capable just, of retaining no, this information. No, I'm not. I'm really not because Push Mo is a great name. And, well, it's not, but it's a it's a memorable name. But is it like Smash Blocks or something? Pool blocks. Pool blocks. Pool blocks. Pool blocks. Pool oh blocks. my god, that's bad. 
Yeah, the bad name. Pushmo is awesome. Pushmo. Okay. Yeah, we're done here. We're done here. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening to our another Salacast. Join us again next time for um, more news. On, hopefully, for some <laughs> well, actual news. At least one new game. And at least one new well, game. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Cod will be quite out by the time we next do we the cast. See him. We'll have. Oh yeah, Al- one, new, one new game. <laughs> we'll have Alpha Century two news uh, next time. Uh, maybe uh, I'll bite the bullet and just by Bayonetta. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yes. <laughs> and also video content covered up. So check out the site happysalad.net. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> catch you guys next time. Bye. Three in the hopper to go up. So videos. I mean, videos. I'm gonna hit, sit here and stare at Rob until he actually gets updated this recording. Oh yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> 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 Shit. Bye. It's the end. Bye.